Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Cannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and I am here coming to you today to talk to you about a little year known as 2011. It uh, was only 10 years ago, but heck, 10 years ago, that's a long time in my book. I mean, I remember when I was 20, and 10 years ago, I was 10? And I thought that was forever and ever ago. Turns out the older you get, the, the, the shorter 10 years ago actually feels from where you are uh, right now. Embarrassingly so. I'm going to reminisce about this year, as we've done for the past two episodes uh, with different decade years. This is going to be the final one. And uh, if, I, if I say so myself... We're saving the worst for last. Okay. <laughs> 1991, 2001. Wow. 2011, pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to introduce the members of the Zoo Tycoon crew uh, in, um, in just random Jedi order here. Just random order. Uh, uh, a, a hilarious improviser and a fellow video game podcaster, Tyler Schnupp. How are you? Good. Hello. How are you? I know what scabies feels like. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and that is from your uh, stand-up special, correct? That's from my stand-up special in, yeah, what, 2012, maybe? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good to have you on, buddy. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on, and sans Nick. Yeah, fucking finally. Sorry to yeah. curse. Yeah, no, uh, no, no Nick Costanza today. However, I couldn't have you completely Nickless. So That's I invited right. I invited another Nick on the show, uh, returning champion, um, it, uh, one of the, one of the all time great, just video game people out there. I mean, the guy is, I, I would say one of the greatest critical thinkers in the video game space. Uh, that's giving uh, me far too much credit. Uh, work, work, <laughs> works, works for IGN, the lovable Nick Limone. How are you doing, pal? Hey, pretty good, man. How about yourself? 
I'm doing great. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. You've taken a, a long break since I believe the last episode you were on was the Game of the Year Awards for 2020. Well, yeah, that was just enough episode to really uh-huh. get me through the first chunk, the first quarter of the year. So I believe that recording session did last five hours and we were miserable by the end. Uh, are you ready to hear your sound effect for 2021? Lay it on me. All right, here we go. What up, Nick? Um, <laughs> I love it. It's Thank this you. Uh, a, a beautiful song I found on YouTube called Nick, Nick, Nick. Uh, I got I, introduced. The oh yeah, no idea that Comments? existed. <laughs> no idea that exists. I am speechless. I am baffled. My and friend, I am aghast. I will link you during the show, and okay, you can watch do. it. Pro- you can watch the. I'm whole gonna watch YouTube it the entire time privately. while we're talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, why don't we roll it one more time? I love at the end he says, what up, Nick? <laughs> um, anywho, uh, got to introduce the final member of the Zoo Tycoon crew, a uh, re- another returning champion to the show, someone that I've been trying to get on uh, for for a while now. It finally worked out. The, ske- the stars aligned. We have the super talented, the uber talented David Danella. What's going on, my friend? What's up? So glad to be back. You know, last time you said something like that, I aired you out. I said, Jeremy, you have not texted me in months. Mm-hmm. This time it really has been. It's it's been me. It's been me canceling. Uh, so it, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta say this time, I owe you an apology. No, no apologies necessary. We're all super duper busy. Don't you think hey, David, you think yeah. I wanna do this show every week? All right. No, I, I don't. Okay. I I yeah. locked myself in a prison. Listen, it pays it pays for that name. Tesla out front of your house. So. Hey, hey. We and that Tesla yeah. game window. That Tesla stocked with a PlayStation Three. <laughs> can't can't get anything else in there. Uh, David, are you ready for your sound effect? I'm ready. David, are you a dirty peeping tom? <laughs> That's a great one. Are you kidding me? That's incredible. <laughs> One, one more time. David, are you a dirty peeping Tom? <laughs> wow. Uh, that's the uh, that's the Final Fantasy IV battle music? Or? It is. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Uh, favorite battle music theme, I think, of all it's, time. It's one of the best. I love My. that game. I love that battle music. Yeah, yeah. It's and, got and a great the, bass line. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, um, <laughs> what's the, what's the vocals above that? Well, it's the uh, incredible, uh, I believe her character name is Moira from uh, Schitt's Creek. Talking, uh, to, okay. talking to her son. It's her son, yes. David. <laughs> yeah. Calling him a dirty peeping Tom. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Are you ready to take a take a little trip back in time? We're going back in time. Oh, you, you wanted to say something. You get oh, it. You get it. I w- no, I was actually one of the audience to sing. So <laughs> at home, they were singing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sound off, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be great. I, I, we've been doing this uh, these decades episodes uh, because I feel like every 10 years, something incredible happens. And I haven't been wrong yet. 1991, we saw the Super Nintendo was born in, in wow. the United States. Uh, we got a lot of fantastic games. Sonic the Hedgehog is invented in 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2001, obviously, uh, pretty 
a dramatic year to say the least um the gamecube and and the xbox both launched <laughs> that year mm-hmm. uh and i'm pretty course, sure pokemon gold also came out it if it did we did not talk about that i don't know if that was 2001 or not but we we ended up not not talking about that at all and if we I'm did talk the... we talked about okay. like 11 ps2 games that came out that year it was like a mat it was like a murderer's row of ps2 games uh but of course this this episode is all about that 2011. By the way, Spragle's in the chat. Big Schnup fan already. Already, we got a big Schnup fan. Wait a minute. What's up, Jake? That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, um, yeah. So 2011. Uh, in the main event, we'll get all we'll get all the way in there, and we'll I'll, I'll take us through a little bit of the the world events and the music and the and the TV and the movies of the time. Uh, but for now, guys, I just want to know what you've been playing, honestly. So, uh, Schnup, why don't we start with you? Do you remember how to do it? Yeah, you just talk about the games you've been playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, you do it with style, so. <laughs> oh, I'll do it with style. The same style I used to blow up dogs with in Last of Us 2. <laughs> Whoa! Wait a minute. You do that in that game? <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> I'm really glad you followed that up with just, okay, you are actually talking about a game. That's great. I'm so happy. That's the happiest <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, been uh, to hear that. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> so, so, oh, so man. Ex- explain this. Is it just is it just for fun or are they are they mean dogs? I you know, I did it like twice on accident. Um <laughs> Because I had these pipe bombs, or not pipe bombs, like little trip mines, and I would put them down, and then and then dogs would run into them. Uh huh. And uh, you know, nothing makes me sleep better than a freshly dismembered dog. I'll tell you that. Mm. Ouch. Um, it makes me sick. Um, yeah. So yeah. I've been playing Last of Us Two a little bit. I mm. beat. I've been. I've been. I've been big into my 3ds again. It's been very fun. Oh, same, brother. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Wait, what kind, so, first of all, what kind of make and model? Um, uh, new Nintendo 3DS XL. Ugh. Yeah. Big so I've had baller it over should, here. Should we do a yes. sound off on what kind of 3DSs we all have? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's let's do a sound off. This, by the way, 2011. Little 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 hint, spoiler, whatever for later. The year the 3DS came out. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk all about that. But Tyler, what kind of 3DS do you have? <laughs> Uh, new Nintendo 3DS XL. Nick Limon, what kind of 3DS do you have? Uh, I, that is a Nintendo 3DS ambassador to you, Jeremy. Whoa! Because I you're was part of the program. I was a part of the program, yes. Wow. Uh, but I ended up wow. eventually upgrading to the new Nintendo 2DS XL, the one with the little ah. C stick on it. Yes, yes. Cool. And so you said, fuck the 3D at that point. You were like, yeah, I don't, I don't at that want point, that. I was just like, only one game it. uses it well, so that's all that mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. Uh, and David? Uh, not a big deal, but uh, Pokemon 20th Anniversary Edition. Oh. Non-XL new 3DS. Whoa. What? Hey, how how do you like the non-XL? I've actually, I know it sounds crazy, but the the XL, I've, I've, I've I have that. That's what I have. The new Nintendo 3DS XL. Me and Connor, uh, the Fahey brothers, were selling theirs <laughs> at a very good price. They had never touched them, really. Wow. So me and Connor both bought them off of those boys. Um, but I was wondering uh, about the smaller version. Do you like it better? I love it. I, I, I love it for two reasons. One, um, even though I've never put it in my pocket once, I feel like the possibility is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, it's got like the um, like the Super Famicom buttons on it. Oh, oh, nice. You got a good that's one. That's cool. Yeah. 
It's also like a nice square as opposed to the mm-hmm. XL, which is a little more rounded. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like, yeah, that's just a massive cell phone in my pocket and not a hardcore gaming device, <laughs> you know? Mm. <laughs> Uh, so Tyler, you've been playing Last of Us 2 on that thing? Uh, yeah, I've been playing Last of Us 2 on that, the, the chibi version or whatever. Um, yeah, the big head, little edition. body version. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, so I did uh, Connor's podcast, Call Me By Your Game, a couple weeks ago, and we I've were talking about... Um, yes, um, we were talking about uh, Link Between Worlds, which I had not played, and there was talk of borrowing it, but instead I went on eBay that night and then just bought a bunch of DS games. So oh, wow. I, I beat uh, Link Between Worlds uh, uh, last week, and it was it was great. It was mm-hmm. cool. You got to see that Hot Topic Bunny do his thing. Oh, uh, I love that Hot Topic Bunny. He's got his, you know, Happy Tree Friends hood on or whatever it is, and... <laughs> These are ref- children are watch this show, Tyler. You realize that they are they are running for their lives right now. They have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> um, but I also picked up this thing on eBay that's like um, that's got it's like the 208 DS games in one. Oh, a flash uh, cart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they were. Uh, but it came up as an ad, and I and I was like, mm, I'll get that. You're and like, then, yeah. I know you. Yeah. You're like me, and in, in that those flash cart things get you those little <laughs> emulator devices. You're like, yeah. Also, I'm taking that. I didn't know I agreed to be on a podcast with a bunch of criminals. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Hey, um, you try buying a copy of Phantom Hourglass these days. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, like, it's, it's a ridiculous price, yeah. Well, I oh, actually yeah. did get a physical copy of that. But, oh, uh, great. Oh, okay. Big baller yeah. indeed. Jeez. Yeah. Was it a steal? Was it a snag? Or was it? It was like 10 bucks. What? Um, yes. Case yeah. Case 2? Uh, case 2. Mm. Wow. I, I was I was like, it may not work, but it, uh, but it worked. So. Jeremy, have, have you done a show yet where people just come on and talk about the, like, What's the rarest or most expensive video game that they have lost or squandered somehow? No, but I'm that is a future episode for sure. I actually did record an episode like that, but the guests I had on would not stick to the topic. They would not actually talk about it. It was so bad. It was the worst episode I ever recorded. It was so bad I couldn't release it. They they talked about like uh, dig.com like old internet <laughs> for like the whole time and I was like so what do you think guys did you ever go to like a garage sale and find anything and they're like no nah, Jeremy no we're not talking about that we're hijacking this episode what's insane about that is I was on an episode of this podcast where the premise was that we were just gonna like just talk about games like oh, no yeah. real idea behind it and we didn't do that at all yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah somehow yeah. there was still an episode that was worse than that. yeah there was an episode worse than that by the way <laughs> and, and, and by the way we have mikey stevens to thank for that episode Jeez, yeah. <laughs> go back and listen to just talking games and uh you can hear you can hear mikey stevens derail it uh uh so schnup uh tell me more i want to hear i want to be- hear about your entire haul um Okay, so it it? was I, I got those two Zelda games. I got um, uh, I got that emulator thing. What else did I get? I'm t- I have my game shelf like right here, and I and I can't I can't see it. I don't know. I I I, I try. There's a bunch of good games on awesome. that uh, emulator thing. I yeah. I it's it's got Spirit Tracks, which I couldn't get a hold of, which is yeah. one of the few oh. Zelda games I've ever beaten. Oh. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise a little bit, too. Mm, me? I've been playing that as well. Yeah. So how are you liking Monster Hunter Rise? Speaking of dogs. Speaking of dogs, whew, thank goodness this one is uh, yeah. uh, uh, in one piece. <laughs> yeah, you're um, being nice to this dog, I hope. I'm being very nice to this dog. Mm-hmm. And I love this thing. I got my dog, Disco. I got my cat, Smokey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, I look like I've got a baby face, and I have, and I, but I look like an old man. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it, I've never played a Monster Hunter game, and I love running around and like with a big sword gun and yeah. riding around on my dog. Yeah, man, Monster Hunter Rise. It is surprise, shockingly fun, and mm-hmm. I shockingly prefer it to Monster Hunter World, which is a much better looking game. I never played it. Um, this is my first Monster Hunter game, so I'm I'm really, I don't know. Are you running uh, a running Switch Axe then? Switch Axe? Yeah. What yeah, weapons? What's, your, are, wep- what, what's weapon? your weapon of choice? It's uh, what is it called? I'm. Uh, there's also so much describe information. It, just describe it to me. Describe, yeah, describe what, what it, it looks does. like. <laughs> it's like a it's like a big gun slash an axe. Oh. Is that the? I think that's the. Does it turn into a sword too? <laughs> I think it does. Yeah, that's yeah. the switch axe. The switch axe okay. is badass. Yeah. Yeah, that thing's cool. That thing rules. I'm I'm rocking the insect glaive right oh, now. All right, you're a little finesse over there. I like yeah. That. What what I like about the insect glaive is that I can use it to catapult myself into the air, which really helps with um, getting on the monsters' backs. Ah. Riding them around. Uh. Anywho. Um, great. Well, Tyler, uh, you are, uh, is that it? Is that all you've been playing? I, I think so. I think that, I think that's good. (laughs) Okay. David Danella, Mm -hmm. lay it on us. What have you been playing? Okay. Um, so you guys don't have any like corporate sponsors, right? Nike. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Luckily this doesn't, uh, won't offend Nike. So, um, I was playing the game Loop Hero. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Um, Fun. And. Um, I know I'm in the huge minority here, but I returned it. Oh, Just I was on what platform? A Steam. I had it. Okay. I got it on Steam. And wait, I, David, um, David, you got for returning a game, you get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Such a wild um, card move. <laughs> yeah, I had like, I like, I like I read a couple articles about it and then I like watched some streamers play it and I was like, this game seems fascinating. I'm going to, um, I'm going to check it out. And there were two things that I forgot. One is that basically whenever I watch a streamer play nowadays, like a, like a YouTube let's play, I'm watching it on double speed. Mm. So I was, wa- I was watching loop hero happen twice as fast as it actually happens. Mm. And two, I was just like, I was like, I think what I actually want to do is play an RPG. So sorry. The dog stuff so won't stop yeah, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've upset, I've upset the dog. Yeah. You've offended it. Uh, um, you're going to have to She's a big loop. To- she's a big loop he- hero. <laughs> you know so, I mean, I mean, it was a little bit like how sometimes like Animal Crossing was this way for me where it's like yeah. sometimes a game, I'm like, I understand why this game is fun. To me, it feels like work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I returned it. And then I went to a game that's even more like work, but awesome. it's just one that I love, which is um, the the last um, the last release for the Civ Six uh, New Frontier Pass. Just oh, okay. Oh. So I was like, let me, uh, let me take a look at this. And um, as I always do with Civ Six, I played for 
three hours and then uh it was like there's no way i can finish this game (laughs) uh and all the new mechanics while being awesome i'm (laughs) i'm like too dumb to see them through so um (laughs) but i mean the the new the new mechanic is, is awesome it's like um things turn into zombies so it's like it's, oh, it's just it's 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 a ton of fun. And what civilization um, did, did they belong to? Hey, man, they 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 salute no flag. And that's why you got to get them out of there. That's the wow. yeah. that's the 2022 DLC actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that we haven't gotten there yet in human history, but it's coming Zombie up. Nation, yeah. Um, that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, are you you're a PC guy, right? You'll you'll play a game on PC. I'll, I will absolutely play a game on PC. Is this um, is this Civ? You're playing Civ on PC, I assume. I'm playing Civ on PC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I play this game uh, all the time. Slay the Spire. Another oh, Slay the Spire rules. Game. Right. Uh, and play that on pc um i even have like i have you know i've got an xbox controller that i and no xbox that i'm just using on the pc of course you do of course yeah uh that's great man um i gotta hear from nick nick i something tells me you have been playing video games I mean, I, unfortunately, yes. Well, yeah, I have yeah, once yeah. again devoted a portion of my life to video games. But yeah. before I get into that, real real quick, I would like to recommend to David maybe mm-hmm. maybe to scratch that itch that he was hoping to scratch with Loop Hero. Uh huh. But you wanted more of an RPG. I would highly recommend checking out Half Minute Hero, which is oh, a yeah. it's an RPG where literally the world ends if you don't beat it in sixty seconds, and it is one of the most clever games that I thought Loop Hero was going to be a lot more like. Maybe yeah. that's more your speed. It's like ten bucks on sale right now on Steam. Oh, perfect! That actually highly sounds, recommended. I you know I might even ha- like I'm one of those people that has like eight hundred games that I've just got off like Humble Bundle over the years, so I'm probably I need to check my backlog because I think I have that. I, I Thank you for that endorsement. Yeah. I, 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 I've heard good things about it, so I will check it out. That game rules. But as for me, I have been playing uh, one thing that I've been meaning to play since 2016, but finally just did because they updated it for PS5, and that's uh, the 2016 Ratchet & Clank. That's oh, a, oh, I just finished that like yeah, a couple of days it's ago. A, it's it's a it's a real good time. I'm a big Ratchet and Clank head. I, I love those games, uh, and it, it's just it's been so long since I played it since I never owned a PS3. So like Ratchet Deadlocked was unfortunately my last Ratchet and Clank game, wow. and yeah. then I just skipped that generation. And now that I got a PS4 or PS5, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll check out Ratchet and Clank before. Uh, what is it? Rift Apart comes out. So did you um, play it with the PS5 upgrade? Yeah, I did. So oh, I got see, that so I, 4K I, 60 FPS. I, I beat the whole game, and then then they came out with it. Like I mean, not, I'm not even kidding. They announced it and came out with it like a week later. Oh, that's the worst. So I played the whole oh. game in like 30 FPS and like 1080p, oh, like, a, like a peasant, like oh. a complete peasant. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. But they, they like when you beat the game though, you unlock like this challenge run, which I'm curious about because it looks like you get like new weapons and stuff like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll revisit it. I don't know. It's a short game. It's like 10 hours long, but very good, very funny. It feels like a Saturday morning cartoon, which yeah. is like it just hits the right spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, great voice work too. I think Rosario Dawson shows up in that game. I think uh, Paul Giamatti shows up in that game too. Well, it's based it's based on the movie, right? It, there's a there's a yeah, movie tie-in to it, which mm-hmm. I will never be caught dead watching. So, oh, I can't uh, wait to like that's you're one of gonna those watch movie- it. Oh, a hundred percent. That's all one right. Of those movies I'll, I- I'll come over and watch it with you. <laughs> 
I forgot that it had come out, but then the, the game opens with, this is a, a story based on the movie, based on the game, based mm-hmm. on the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's right. They made a movie about this. And I got I got to check it out. I, I've watched the Monster Hunter movie. I can at least watch the Ratchet and Clank movie. Oh, I watched you know? that. I watched that Monster Hunter movie. I had to it do it for a podcast. It was, it was pretty good. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't I, hate it. I, it was man, bad. Don't get me wrong. If I see just, I just can't do the U.S. military right now. Okay, I just don't want to oh, see him fair. doing anything. I don't want to see him. I mean, even... how cool would it be to get him, see him get wrecked by a Rathalos, though? Am I right? That's well, they kind of do. They kind of <laughs> get wrecked by a Rathalos, but it's a anyway. bad movie. But yeah. I had a good time watching it because I watched it with buddies, and we yeah. may have imbibed some mm-hmm. yeah. things. Hellboy's good in it. I like Hellboy. Yeah. Oh. Very good, uh, very good mutton chops on that mm-hmm. boy. He's got a very good, good, he's got a good hair piece in that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, the only other thing I've been playing is, and this is a thing I don't normally do, uh, played a mobile game, oh. which is not a thing I normally do. But, uh, I don't own any Apple products, but once I saw that the homeboy Hironobu Sakaguchi is releasing a brand new RPG yes. on Apple Arcade, I, yes. I asked my girlfriend, I said, You have an iPad? Can I give you $5 a month so that I can play this RPG? (laughs) And she was like, yeah, of course. And so played it. And it's basically uh, Mistwalker Studios is the name of his company. Mm -hmm. And uh, they first made their debut with uh, Lost Odyssey on the Xbox 360, which is hugely slept on game. And this is basically like that but then condensed down with an even more fun battle system i would i knew nothing about this game other than hironobu sakaguchi directed it and um nobuo uematsu composed the music who oh, is you know great. the final fantasy composer guy yeah. and so i was like sold done turns out great great music so you played it on the ipad yeah i'm playing it on the ipad do uh-huh. you feel like playing it like do you feel like it would be a worthwhile experience on the iphone as well or you think Get I think so. Tablet. See, uh, my problem is I got those I got those weak small hands. So uh-huh. the iPad mm-hmm. sometimes after mm-hmm. after an extended gaming session, I'm just like, oh, my poor little wrists are a little tired. <laughs> I got to strengthen these bad boys. But yeah. no, yeah, I would a hundred percent prefer to play that on my phone. But mm. if I did, then I'd probably just be playing the game like during work meetings and stuff like that. So that'd probably be a problem. But yeah, I mean, they'll never know. I'll just, I might be playing the game right now. You guys have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Lily did not like that. Nick. So do <laughs> not combat play. system though. Very yeah. fun combat system, which is a thing I did not expect. It's a lot more, you, you have to aim your attacks and you could like target multiple people. Uh, it, it's really cool. So you recommend this. I should play this. It's, a big no-brainer, especially if you have Apple Arcade, which is, mm-hmm. again, four ninety nine a month. And yeah. I know that, it, you know, not a lot of things had come out on it, but there's a lot of there's a lot of bangers on that platform if if you have yeah. an Apple device. For five bucks, you can get Fantasian. You can get that game, uh, what is it, Able? It's one where you play the little girl on an island and you have to, like, rebuild the community center. It looks gorgeous. Um Grindstone is on there. Grindstone. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, I had Apple Arcade when it came out, and I was all about it. I was singing its praises, and then it, to no fault of its own, I just was like, I don't want to play games on my phone. I just yeah. like stopped doing it, and it was it really had nothing to do with the games because I think their lineup was great. There's that Capcom game too. That underwater Capcom game is really good on it too. Mm. Um, but yeah. Oh, also the Bravely Default people, I think, made a game on that. 
on that platform. Did they really? Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. I, 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 be- I believe so, yeah. It, it's very much life. like... Oh, yeah, Fantasy Life. Yeah, that's also on 3DS, by the way, Tyler, which you should check out. Fantasy Life. I'll do it after I finish Nintendogs. Just don't let that Nintendog die, all right? You got to roll roll credits on Nintendogs. (laughs) I did get embarrassed. My roommate asked who I was talking to when I was talking to a Nintendog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. Well, um, I have been... Playing a game called Shadow of the Colossus. Um, yes. That mm. is a uh, you know I I played through all of Shadow of the Colossus when it originally came out um, on the PlayStation Two. Had a great time with it. Always, you know, um, wondered, hey, what, what would this game look like if it was, you know, in widescreen and and better looking? And turns out they remade the game in 2018, and I just never turned it on. I never played it, and I owned it for a long time. And I guys, that game's. You know what I like about that game? It's short. It's like four and a half hours, and you you can be done with it if you if you kind of know what you're doing. Maybe six hours if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, the game is really short, and it's so worth it. Like, it leaves you wanting so much more. And I think that is like that's that's no games. No games really leave you wanting more. Like most games yeah. you play, you're like, when am I gonna be done? Like you're, you're by the time you're in that fifth or sixth act of the story, yeah. you know? It's like a Dragon Quest Eleven thing for me. I totally. I was like enjoying yeah. it so much, and but I was like, please just be done. <laughs> yeah, and that game never is done. It's it never, never done. Is. It's never I, done. I did I did complete it, though. Um, you did? Oh, that. okay. Yeah. Wait, which game? So Dragon uh, Quest Eleven. Oh, dude, I rolled credits on that game, and then I was like, Oh wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> there turns out there's about forty hours more. Yeah, yeah. Oh my and god, I, it uh, was. So, it, yeah, I'm. I'm still like. I think I'm like fifteen hours deep in it. I thought I was doing. <laughs> oh no, that's oh, like no. a hundred hour game at yeah. least. Yeah, mm-hmm. I be, I beat the first part of it. Whatever, mm-hmm. like when you get to that end. But then mm-hmm. I. But then once the new stuff started, I. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And it's like my favorite Dragon Quest game too. I think it's, it's very great. Eleven. I. I went. I went full on. Like, did the the second half of it, or the yeah. you know the second ending, or whatever. So yeah. it was brutal, and um, I I wished it was done, you know, more of the time <laughs> I was playing it. But I also enjoyed it. It was yeah. a, a, a weird experience. Shadow of the Colossus is a game that, like, I I still think the subversion works even through the twenty twenty one lens. Like, I still like that ending, and I still like what that game's doing. I I still don't find it to be corny, even. Even with how meta everything is today and how, oh, you're the bad guy all along. Like, I think one thing that that game has in its favor is that it doesn't it doesn't really trick you that you're the bad guy. It's not like a big surprise. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a, you're slowly walking into the deep end of you becoming the villain. Like, it gives you so much information up top. The, the, well, I, I think that's kind of the beauty of a lot of Fumito Ueda's games. Like, say what you will about The Last Guardian, but like... The Last Guardian, Shadow of the Colossus, and Eco do such a good job of telling a story through the medium of games. Yeah. Like it, it, it actively is telling you a story based on the stuff you do. And like you touched on a little bit, Jeremy, is you know in Shadow of the Colossus, the first time you encounter your first Colossus. Dude's just minding un- minding yeah. his own business, and you really feel like you just slayed something that you, like you. You did something wrong, and yeah. that's the and that's the feeling that 
kind of persist throughout the entire game is that you are doing something not entirely uh, innocent and without sin. And I think that the game does a good job of like, I mean, what would you do if your, you know, special person died and this is the only way you could do it? Would you kill these majestic godlike entities? Like it feels very in line with something that you'd see in like Princess Mononoke or something from um, yeah. So, something yeah. in that like Studio Ghibli line of of uh, filmmaking. But I, one thing I got to know is uh, you obviously played the game on PS2 and you played the, I might have missed it, the PS4 version for yeah, this recent? I, I played it on my PS5, but it, it's that version. Right. Yeah. The Blue Point. Uh, the Blue Point re- remake, yeah. So one of the things, and this is like a super nitpicky thing, and I still love the work that they did <clears throat> um, because, again, Blue Point did an incredible job of porting yeah. that game and bringing it to 1080p slash up-res 4K with HDR and 60 FPS. It's super smooth. And yeah. the original game ran kind of like trash on PS2. Yeah. Like it was pushing your PS2 to the limit. But I really do think that in this like era of restoration, I, I think that we also saw this with their Dark Souls, I'm sorry, Demon Souls mm-hmm. uh, uh, remake, is that I think something got lost in that transition to 4K into mm-hmm. the uh, art direction that shifted because the original game had this, because of the limits of the PS2, there was like a fog that drenched yes. the world yeah. that made things, it made it harder to see. It made the world yeah. that you're in, the land, a lot more mysterious. Yeah. Whereas in this uh, PS4, PS5 version, everything feels so much clearer and like there's just so much clarity and it feels different. I feel like I'm yeah. in a different world. Totally. Did that bother you at all? Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It did. Uh, I'll say. I'll say. Is that a Parasite Eve shirt? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, that's a great game. That's a very underrated game. Um, so good. Yokoshima so, Mora is our god and savior, dude. That game is is perfect. I got it on Vita. I'm playing it on mm. the, the Vita. Mm. Vita is life, also, by the way. I don't know also, if you guys knew this, but also Vita is, came out in 2011. I think I may perhaps mm. uh, in Japan it did anyway. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I totally agree with you. Same thing with Demon Souls. Like Demon Souls is like this very sparse kind of gross game on PS3 that really helps the atmosphere uh, feel a lot more creepy, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And then you play the Blue Point remake, and it's like um, maybe the most gorgeous thing I've yeah. ever laid it, eyes it's on. It's almost too pretty, whereas the original <laughs> yeah. game felt like a cursed object. It, it to some total, extent. And, and so does Shadow of the Colossus. In fact, mm-hmm. I feel like they specialize in cursed object like <laughs> games. Um, oh, I like that's actually I might have to steal it. That's a very good way to define the work that Blue Point has done. I mean, I I I I'll say this though. I'm glad both exist because oh, 100%. The, the lighting effects in Shadow of the Colossus is what I was marveling at the most. Is like when you would go through the forests and you would go into like places areas with water. It it was just like um it was just so majestic the way that the light would refract off of like the uh the leaves and off the ground and in off of puddles and stuff uh especially towards the end of that game when you're in like sequences of rain and stuff it was just mm-hmm. like it's just so pretty uh but i agree but you know what that's why both versions exist and you can find and track down both if you want to if you want to have that experience um and that that kind of old experience, I don't begrudge them for making a pretty looking game. Like no, some people 100%. are mad at them for what they did to Demon Souls, and I, you know, I like that both exist. Yeah, um, I, I think that's taking it a little too far of like being obsessed. Like I, I think it's just you know an objective criticism. Like, hey, I love the thing the way you do, but like here's some like 
you know, a little flaw, which is okay. Totally. You can love a thing and also criticize it, which is, I think, yeah. why we're all kind of here talking about video games in general. Like, that, yeah. I think that's okay. And, and uh, I think the other oh, thing with that is that, like, video games are not film, I guess, right. in the way. And what I mean by that is, like, um, I don't need a new version of you know, I don't know, Ben-Hur. I don't need any version of Ben-Hur. But like, <laughs> Wait, um, you, didn't, you didn't like the new version of Old Boy? <laughs> did you is like what you're telling yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need, like, something updated every 10 years there. But, like, um, like one, like, uh, sometimes I do get rid of a console, and it is nice to, like, have a game ported to that console. And two, mm-hmm. like, it's, sometimes it's nice when a game, they're like, you know, they're actually, there were some hardware limitations but this 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 thing has some good bones to it and like the other side of like being on like that demon soul thing is like yo like people like imagine being like a huge skies of arcadia fan and just sitting around waiting for that (laughs) to come to something or like you know they're just all these great games Mm -hmm. that are just like sitting in like port purgatory and you're just like yeah let's get them I, I am erased. that fan, David. I, yeah. I am that Skies of Arcadia fan. One day I will play One Skies day. of Arcadia. One oh, day. you haven't played it yet? It's I great. Haven't. I know See, I'd love it. I, I think Blue Point should remake a game from that generation, actually, instead of like a generation that is, dare I say, so close to the mm. generation they're working in. Like if they were to do a PS1 game, at that point it is a complete reimagining as yeah. opposed to uh, almost an uncanny valley of what the original looked like. Um, but I still am obsessed with that uh, developer and uh, loaded up the Gravity Rush re uh, Dude, remaster. Gravity Rush is great. Because uh, I think they they worked on that remaster for that first game on PS4. So I'm going to check that out. I, I think Blue Point's doing good work. I yeah, do, they I, do fantastic I, work. I, I completely agree, though. I think that it's... Um, that, yeah, you lose so much. You know, and, and we talk about film restoration a lot in, in other podcasts that I'm on too, where it's like, it's it's kind of a similar thing. I don't know if it's that, that's what someone was hinting at, but like the idea of watching like, uh, oh, what was it? What was the guy? Uh, was it um, uh, Wong Kar uh, Wong Kai War? I was War? just about to bring yeah. up Wong Kar Wai. Yeah, yeah Wong Kar Wai. Do, do you guys hear about all the, 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 how he like basically messed with all of his films for that Criterion box set? And he wrote this beautiful note about it that was like, you know, basically like, uh, you know, you're experiencing what is like a person who uh, no man steps in the same river twice, basically. Like Mm -hmm. it's a different man in a different river. So that's how like my I'm going to show you my films in a different way. And people were upset because it's like he tampered. But my, my argument is like, that's great. I love that. Like, I'm not watching it in theaters in the 80s. Right, like yeah. I, you know what I mean. Like that would be a different experience than watching it at home on VHS or at home on DVD or at home in 4K. You know, so um, it's, a, it's an interesting argument to have because I was gonna bring that up when you mentioned remakes versus remasters. You know, if someone says, you know, we're gonna remake Seven Samurai starring Chris Pat Pratt, you know, Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. I I scoff and say, you you don't really need that. That's fine. We already have Magnificent Seven. It was also <laughs> inferior to Seven Samurai. But if, if right. Criterion Tomorrow says, we've announced we're doing a 4K, like, or an 8K 4K restoration of Seven Samurai so that it'll run at, you know, 3920 by whatever 2160 resolution, I would say, pop, pop a want. Papa yeah. Wong, yeah. Papa Hungry. <laughs> yeah. But in, in that Wong Kar Wai conversation now, 
that's that's where things get a little bit weird because yeah. I could still experience the original thing or I could experience the new thing. But with Wong Kar Wai, it's a little bit more hazy because a lot of his movies, you just couldn't buy them new for yeah. years. Like you yeah. could not buy Chungking Express without paying someone 120 bucks on eBay. So that's the thing that I have a little bit, again, I still want to buy that box set just so I can own them physically. So I never have to hunt down a $120 copy of Chungking Express. But yeah. I find that the people that I respect the most, as far as like creators go, directors, writers, they kind of have the worst perspectives on other work as mm-hmm. they get older. Like I love Stephen King's writing, flawed writer for sure, but I love his writing. Dude has terrible taste in media. So yeah. it, it's just one of those things where I'm like, that's such an interesting phenomenon where I don't agree with a lot of things they do in hindsight, but I still respect the work that they put out, their output. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is a it's a complicated uh, it's a complicated conversation to have because you know I mean I mean truly unless you're unless you're truly doing the work of like I'm gonna build a home theater with a 35 millimeter projector and gonna <laughs> yeah. get, you know what I mean like you're really not gonna get what I mean these quote unquote author intended and what if the author is a psycho and like wants to completely <laughs> fuck up his film you know what I mean then it's like yeah. whoa like um yeah, but it's it's I, cool. I, I worry though that I've I've digged dot com us into the weeds. <laughs> no, no, no. This is these are the conversations <laughs> we like to have on video games, a comedy show. How about we talk about the news a little bit? You guys down? Yeah. Okay, I like to start these out these days with some new releases. Uh, tell me if you've uh, tell me if you've heard of this one before. Uh, Lost words beyond rage. Beyond the page, sorry. Lost words beyond the page. Hmm. Hmm. No. Noun? Okay. What about Quintera? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Nothing? Um, okay. No. Uh, before your eyes. Okay. <laughs> Are you just are you are you reading like like books like the spines of books? I know this sounds like a, like soft jazz conversation. <laughs> no 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 no. These are games that came out this week. How about the, okay? There here's one. Star Wars Republic Commando. Hmm. I know that one. Anybody play this game? That's Any, a book. Anyone interested in this game? Hey, I like the original game on Xbox. That game mm. was that game ruled. That was a. It was basically Star Wars Rogue Squad, or I'm sorry, Star Wars uh, Rainbow Six. Ah, mm-hmm. that's kind of a that's kind of a neat idea. Mm. What's it? What did it come out for? Oh, that uh, came original out original Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Was it PS2 uh, as well? Well, the the this came out for PS4 and Switch. Yeah. So you can yeah. play it, this. It now. went multi-plat for the new release. Yeah. All right. Um, how about how about um, in my shadow? <laughs> it's a cool title. I mean, these are all great titles. Resisting the urge to Google all of these. Well, this <laughs> game, I looked this up because this looks like a Wii game called. I think it's called Lost in Shadow. Lost in Shadow. It mm-hmm. looks a lot like that. Which that game wasn't good, but it was at least interesting. Like where you play an invisible person and your shadow is the thing you use right, the platform. Right. Yeah. It wasn't good, but it was on the Wii. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting game, and that, yeah. you, for that you get bonus points. How about this, uh, Oddworld Soulstorm? Ooh, I, I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's I, very pretty. I didn't mention this in the what I've been playing, but I did download that and turned it on and played about uh, two or three hours of it. 
it's uh yeah it's fucking uh so here's the thing they did exactly what i wanted them to to do they made a abe's odyssey in 2021 that looks like a game from 2021 but plays like that game from 19 okay 90 whatever uh it it's clunky it, you're abe again you're doing all those clunky moves it's a little bit more like uh you're a little bit more limber a little bit more streamlined but i mean for the most part it's still like it's still that kind of puzzle platformer um i love it i'm having a great time uh, that's what i'm glad to hear it this is uh, odd world is one of my favorite games <laughs> oh that's awesome that yeah i played abe's odyssey last year yeah yeah uh, so did, yeah, have you, have I you played? It, uh, I've beaten it twice last year. Oh, really? That's oh. great. Have you ever played Abe's Exodus? Yeah. Am I coming in on a delay? Mm, um, maybe. I played it. Yeah, I did back back. Uh, yeah, I did uh, back in the day. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I love those games. I'm I'm a huge fan of this this new game, and I'm I'm gonna beat it. I think I'm just gonna. Too, I'm gonna too play many through. wet fart sound effects for me. Hey, it but don't... here's the thing: there's no farting in this game <gasps> so far. That's not a that's not an no, a, not that's not an game. Abe game. Yeah, it's not an I, I, world Well, one. I'm sure they're gonna fart <laughs> at some point, but I haven't heard them fart yet. That's just the the sound design in those games is always just so gross. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, this is great sound effect work, but oh, it's just awful. Mm-hmm. We. Everything's yeah. very pretty though. <laughs> that new soul that new Soulstorm does look beautiful on yeah. PS5. It's very um Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's a it's an ah real monsters vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, ah real monsters. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh Tyler, I'd love to have you over and uh play a little Odd World Soulstorm. Do you got a PS5? I don't know. I didn't know. I that would know. be. No, and it's actually a sore subject. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't talk about it on Reactivators. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, I don't have one. I would love one. Okay, well, I'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> he knows a guy. I'll, I know a guy. I'll get you <laughs> okay. one. Yeah. Um, okay, and uh, yeah, there are lots of other new releases, but I doubt anyone uh, wants to talk about them or has heard of them. So, <laughs> goodbye. Uh, new release... Uh, window i closed that out how about this a virtual e3 is happening in june the uh it includes xbox nintendo capcom ubisoft warner brothers and konami Uh, for me personally um Every E3 of my entire life has been a virtual E3, <laughs> um, so th- this is this is nothing new. Although, like n- I, you know, I have obviously now that I live in Los Angeles, I am like I kind of am now like I would like to go to an E3. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that is, um, I'm look, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I just, I, yeah, I love the big shows. I love like just yeah, all the news that they're comes fun. Out of that. It's always exciting, you know? It does always feel like it's Christmas time for people who love video games. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, it's just a giant marketing event. Yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, I don't know. It's still fun to be excited about games. It's it's fun to look forward to what's coming on the horizon. So, yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you, David. Yeah. Yeah, uh, same. I I think that the over-bloated sort of nightmare scenario that E3 is, like is so great for us because we get to just oh it's a huge event that we get to all stream from our house and like see uh, happen live i know for people in the games press it's not as fun nick have you ever actually been to a live e3 
Yeah, I have. Uh, uh, that's actually one of my uh, primary responsibilities at IGN is uh, like directing slash producing uh, our hmm. live E3 coverage. Also, like all of the convention coverage we do. And yeah. E3, of course, is like my favorite just because, you know, it's, it's video games. I like it way more than Comic-Con. So, yeah, it's a time of year that is, one, very stressful for me personally, but two, still like everyone in the IGN war room is still freaking out over game <laughs> announcements. Like I still remember, yeah. I believe it was my first, no, it was my second E3 at IGN where the Nintendo conference wrapped. And, uh, it was about two years ago, I want to say. And just when, you know, there, there tends to be a pre-brief for press. So this is what you can expect to hear from Nintendo so that they can prep news and whatnot. But Nintendo decided to hold one thing secret from us. And that was that Breath of the Wild 2 reveal. Oh, so, shit. like, once that happened, everyone stopped what they were doing who was in the IGN live production room. And everyone was just like, freaking out over each other like oh my gosh oh my gosh this is so cool this is so cool and i just remember like the the energy is so palpable so like even for press people who get jaded and stuff like that it's still a lot of fun it's a very fun time of year oh i'm sure yeah i mean i think yeah be great especially those early ones i bet i bet it's like a, a thing where you get probably burned out over years and years oh, yeah of it, i'm sure but, you get desensitized yeah yeah but those first couple i bet are just like yes um anyways i'm excited i mean why not like if it also if it pushes nintendo into giving us like a direct kind of a thing <laughs> <Yeah>. like <that's laughs> now we know for fun. sure they're yeah, gonna do yeah. something on that week so it's like okay cool yeah does um, um uh i'm assuming they they're still selling tickets and stuff like e-tickets or you know virtual tickets or what Perhaps, perhaps. I don't have that in my notes. Uh, yeah, but, I, think the, uh, <laughs> I think the goal is they're changing it from like e the Electronic Entertainment Expo to be elect Electronic Entertainment Experience, and mm. they want to make it more um, like fan-facing. And mm -hmm. so it is going to be more so of what they introduced the year before the pandemic. Okay, because like one thing I always just like, that's always on my mind for when I hear E3 is I think of swag. Like I mm -hmm. think, like, mm -hmm. what are we getting? And like, if I'm buying a ticket to the electronic experience, <laughs> like what are you giving me besides yeah. the news? Yeah. You know? Do I get a hoodie? Like, yeah. are you going to mail, least, mail right? me a hoodie? please? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see like this whole Konami business. Like what do they have to show for themselves? If they just release a new pachinko machine, when they <laughs> wouldn't it be Bruh. nice? <laughs> Bruh. Dude, I would pay probably $19.99 to play whatever Metal Gear Solid pachinko machine they have. Yeah. If oh, I'm being yeah. completely yeah. honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we'll get a PS5 like collection. I think we'll get that legacy collection on PS5 at the very least. For um, what? What what legacy collection? Uh, oh, you remember the like the PS3 the art, Xbox the 360 one? For Metal Gear? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, for Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah, gotcha, I think gotcha. we'll get like a PS5 compatible one that maybe, fingers crossed, will feature um, Guns of the Patriots, Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. That'd be nice to not have to download a PS3 emulator on a PC to play. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Boy, would that be nice. Except me and, Sh me and Schnupp, we'll, we like our emulators. Yeah. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I played through all of the original Nier on my PC on the PS3 yeah. emulator, so I'm not... <laughs> A stranger to it. It's just not the most intuitive emulator out there. You're I, telling I me you. 
you're I can't hear this, okay? I'm I'm playing two <laughs> Dragon Quest games at once. I've never been able to do that. <laughs> Those things are expensive, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um okay, and then last thing that I have here is this uh Pac-Man 99 sort of announcement slash stealth launch happened. Um anyone care or interested in playing a little Pac-Man 99? Hmm. Well, no. <laughs> I I respect it. I respect it, but I've never really liked Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh comment uh, a, fr- a frequent guest of the show July Diaz uh, has gotten has gotten number 1. Got beats wow. nine Holy Pac-Man 99 already. I, <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I thought good. Pac-Man was like I I honestly thought like like people who liked Pac-Man were like they were dying faster than they were <laughs> It's terminal, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> you kind of just let them have their Namco bar stool over there and they can just do their thing. Oh, yeah, their little so, cocktail yeah. arcade machine. Yeah. I just feel so bad for Pac-Man because they must have felt like, you know, in 1987 or something like that, they must have felt like they were neck and neck with, like, they were like, we've got a great mascot, mm-hmm. just as recognizable as Mario. Yeah, yellow, squ- yellow circle. He's yeah. just so, anyway, everyone knows him. And people love this game. We're doing business in the things. Miss Pac-Man's great, you know. Yeah. And then it just never evolved, which, I mean, yeah. is, like, why I think people still love it. Some people still love it. And also why it's like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I will say that I do enjoy a good game of Pac-Man. Now, would I enjoy yeah. that game competitively against 99, 98 other people? I don't know, but I guess the, I'll give it a shot. The bar version where it's like the four-player Pac-Man where you can like ha- it has like a built-in beer coaster, that's mm-hmm. actually a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah. I, I maybe, you know what? Maybe we're going to be in that bar. Maybe we're going to be relegated to the terminal corner because we're going to be obsessed with it. Because if you like that Battle Royale version of Pac-Man, maybe this new one will also scratch a similar itch. Yeah, say, although it, it yeah. does remind me of like, um, I, I had a roommate, for instance, who um, you know played FIFA all the time, but didn't play on the hardest difficulty and had just convinced himself that he was pretty good because he could... <laughs> <laughs> went consistently on like the second hardest difficulty and then another right. friend of ours who like plays on the hardest difficulty and plays online came over and he kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and like wow. if i you know if i go, like and the same thing happened to me with tetris it's like if i go and play tetris 99 or pac-man 99 i'm playing against people play these games yeah and you when you find out exactly how bad you are at these games it's demoralizing you just don't want to play games anymore (laughs) yeah well Mm -hmm. i don't know why i spent so much of my time playing video games i clearly suck at it yeah (laughs) that's when that's the what we were talking earlier about pokemon with stat moves (laughs) the first time i went online i was like yo (laughs) I was like, my Charizard's been kicking a lot of ass lately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just got clowned out of the water. Oh, by a, no. By, probably by a grass Pokemon, honestly. Bugcatcher Joey, yeah. just steamrolling Bugcatcher yeah. Joey. Bugcatcher Joey with a Caterpie, just rolling <laughs> over Charizard. Yeah, I mean... I like you know if when I get when I get my little ass handed to me I like to decompress with like some Yoshi you know just put on a little Yoshi game put on a little Kirby game a nice baby game a yeah, nice baby game for, yeah baby game yeah. Tyler I heard you're well acquainted with these baby games yeah it turns out I am you yeah. think they would a Kirby movie would be cool I wanted to ask that <laughs> earlier. 
Dude, I think a Kirby movie would yes. be cool. It would be sweet. If you know what, if Sonic could get a movie, Kirby absolutely can. Yeah. And there's no question that a Kirby movie would have to be a cartoon. Because like, yeah. there's not. Yeah, you can't well, put it. Well, starring with, James Marsden, of course. Yeah, I mean yeah. James Marsden. That that goes without saying. <laughs> Give me a live action Kirby movie, please. No CGI, thank you. I'll take a yes. man in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually a life size Kirby, like a giant Kirby, mm-hmm. yeah, in a big plush suit would actually I'd, be kind I'd, of fun. I'd watch yeah. it. Yeah. Kirby and yeah. Pac Man need to do more stuff together. By the way, one's a big yellow circle, one's a big pink circle. We're too busy fighting and smash. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it's actually now that you say that. I mean, doesn't it feel like if if somebody told you a story that like uh, some guys in like Nintendo or whatever were like, or is it Hal Labs were like sitting around shooting the shit, and they were like, they were like, what would you do if you had to make Pac Man <laughs> a little bit more sustainable <laughs> as a game? He's yeah. like, oh well, you know, I guess I'd just you know have him eat things and give him power ups. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like. All write right, it great. down. Write it down. <laughs> yeah. No, wait. Don't write it down. It already exists. We'll just look at a Pac-Man machine when we start to develop this. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, guys, I mean, that's all the news I had. Anyone else have any uh, news they wanted to talk about before we uh, head out to our break? Well, okay. That sounded like a resounding no to me. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk about all things 2011. We might lose Nick Limone. I believe that he will be not joining us for the 2011 discussion. So, Nick, before we go, any uh, any thoughts about the year? Uh, one good year, done with high school in 2010. Uh, 2011, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to go. And I got to experience Dead Space 2. So, yeah, good, good year. Good All year. right, so we'll be right back uh, after this uh, this word from your sponsor. <laughs> Baby, you're a Hey there, this is comedy person and aspiring cartoon Connor McCabe here to tell you all about my podcast, Call Me By Your Game. Now, video games have a special place in many of our lives, and in fact, you can probably think of one that you'll never forget from your childhood or a specific time. So on this show, I bring on guests to talk about that very thing. We dive into not only what made playing the game fun and what stood out to the guest as much as we do about what was special about the context of when they played this game. So if this sounds interesting to you, check us out anywhere you get your podcasts, and maybe someday you'll call me by your game. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today we are talking about the year 2011. This is our uh, finale in our Decades episodes, where we travel back in time. What was happening in gaming back uh, uh, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and now 10 years ago uh, today? Well, uh, before we get started with um, with the with the you know, all the video game talk. I, I do want to hear from my, my crew here. What, what was everybody doing in 2011? What were your lives looking like? What was happening with you? 
uh, uh, David, let's start with you. Sure. Um, so I was stepping into my senior year of college and um, I, on the video game front, I, I owned an Xbox 360. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Which I did, yes. was just insane to think about. Was like, like, I, yeah. like I couldn't even, like, first of all, like I it historically have been a PlayStation guy. Um, mm-hmm. But then also just like, I don't know, like just, just the memory of having like a console, like a console that would like get the yellow ring of death every now and then. And like, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, like, it was like, I mean, I know that people's consoles don't work sometimes, but like, I really feel like people don't remember that like middle 2000s era where it was absolutely conceivable that like you, you just were just like, Oh, like, like my Xbox might not work today. Yeah. Yeah. My Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, I, I, the Xbox 360 reigned supreme. And you know, what's kind of fucked up about doing this episode mm-hmm. is it still feels like a new console to me. <laughs> like the Xbox 360 still feels like a relatively newish console. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the way they've smoothed their kind of like releases, right? Because like you got the 360, which went into the what 360 Pro it was called, mm. and then like it just like felt like, and then this you know whatever the next one was, like the Xbox One, they all just like aesthetically and like they're like how they were released. It just like, and maybe because they like you know Microsoft, everything that comes out for Xbox also comes out for PC, basically. Right. It really felt like. Like I like I still like I imagine like when whenever somebody says like a game is out I'm like I'm sure it's out for 362. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I, I, any any kind of like non published in-house for a first party console game it, mm-hmm. it that generation I felt like it just went to the 360. Yeah. Any indie game too. Like you know the Switch is kind of like a Steam light kind yeah. of thing where it's just like every indie game goes to the Switch. That was the Xbox 360. I felt like like everything Absolutely. came out. Yeah, yeah. There's I never also, owned one. I owned a PS3. Wow. I you yeah. know I would have been Team PS3, but it was just I mean, and I eventually got one. But like when they came out, I mean, I can't just think, I can't think of a bigger blunder than coming out and being like, hey, our console's six hundred bucks. Oh my god. Uh, you know, especially like in the middle of a recession. Um, yeah yeah but no but you're right like and and i don't know if you all have like kind of like a platonic ideal of like each it feels like each um each place that makes games like there's like one console that i will always just be like oh that's their console Mm -hmm. you know it's like you know it's like nintendo can make whatever they want i'm always going to think of super nintendo as like the the nintendo console and like for PlayStation, it's probably the PS2. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Agreed. and then for Xbox, it's got to be the 360. Yeah, it it definitely ain't that dang original Xbox. <laughs> that thing was a monster, and it's also not the Xbox One. That thing was awful. Yeah. I have a Series X now, and I love it to pieces. So I'm I'm playing it a lot, and I'm, I mean a lot. I'm I think that's gonna be when I go to the next gen. I think that's where I'm going. I mean, David, I I recommend it. I mean, yeah. if you can do without those PlayStation exclusives, if you could not play a Last of Us this this go around, I would <laughs> definitely recommend. Because I mean, Jake Sprague will tell you the same thing. It's it's like it's the best next gen console. I I love mm. it. 
Um, right now, anyways. I mean, those those first party games, they could, you know, they're they're great. Those Sony ones are great. Yeah. All right, well, Tyler, let me hear what 2011. What's going on with you? You you in, you're you're in a punk club. It's you're, it's a smoky <laughs> punk club. You're watching, uh, you know, uh, uh, No FX play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a show. Um, uh, you're not. You're halfway there. Yeah, I was. Um, I. Uh, yeah, in 2011, that is when I am I am moving from 20 to 21 uh, in years of age. Wow! Uh, living at a punk house with 13 people present. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it may. It, uh, I think at that point it may have it may have only been 10, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, people moved in after that. Um, it, so, yeah, pretty wild time. We are throwing shows in this house that we live in, in the University District of Seattle. The house was called the Nut Hut. Um, <laughs> uh, because uh, wow. we live – I should explain. I'll, I'll explain it because we lived on like a, a house and we had like a big you know porch. And underneath there were two units where a man named Ted would sell drugs. Um, and he one day found, um, a sign from a business that had closed that said nut hut on it. <laughs> and he, he put it on, he, you know, hammered it hammered onto it our it porch. On. Yeah. And, and so he was like, uh, this is how he sounded. I'm, uh, I'm doing a very good impression. He's like, okay, yeah, a bunch of nuts in this house. Um, and, um, uh, and so everybody called our house the nut hut. So, um, the nut hut. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh we had a 360 in the house uh courtesy of one of our roommates, very sweet of him to be putting that out there. Um had a PS2 out there. I don't think I had my own console. Um I think I only had like handheld stuff. Um but we definitely had a 360 in the house and then my mom lived up the street a little bit so i would like when things got like a little too much uh living with that many people mm-hmm. i'd like sneak over there Aww, and that's nice. great that you had that little ref uh, uh refuge. refuge yeah it was nice yeah i was like paying 200 dollars to live in an upstairs living room yeah. and it was like maybe i go uh, you know I, w- I used to go to her house to watch legend of cora when that was airing <laughs> um and then i'd play like what came out that it's a beautiful uh, story i, lo- I love yes. this yeah. <laughs> um uh and then there was a 360 there because my uh i guess he's one of my ex stepdads my mom really went through him uh, <laughs> uh wow Ouch. He, Hope right. she's not watching. <laughs> uh, she won't be. Um, uh, she, but yeah. So like that dude had a 360 there as well, and try. He was pretty up to date on games, so it was like, oh, the new Batman comes out. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna right. play it here for a little bit. That's um, that's what I need. Is like, I have not. I've yet to live in like a co living situation where there was somebody else in tr- interested in games. Yeah, yeah. I've never gotten to. I've never gotten to coast off of anybody else's interest in games. Uh, off there, like hardware or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I still that's do cool. it. <laughs> it's really? pretty wild. Do you live? Yeah. Do you have, who do you have roommates? Who are your roommates? Uh, just one roommate. His name's Ryan Casey. Is also a um, improviser. Uh, improviser. Comedian? He does. Um, he has a video game podcast called Game 
Game Pass where no, they review. No, yeah. no, uh, no, uh-uh. uh-uh. Yeah, can't do it. Uh, can't, okay, you know, can't even I, hear about it. Can't even hear about this. Okay, another one, enough. another video game podcast. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Um. Uh. But yeah. So he he has the PS4. He's got an Xbox One out there. Uh, we we yeah we we I buy games for it. You know that's for, beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. So we and we he lived it. We lived together for many years at this point because uh, even back in Seattle. So oh cool. Uh, yeah, the only console I think I've ever owned is a Switch. That like my that's just mine. You know. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, hey, I. Uh, I, I had a very similar situation to you, Tyler, like mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, I, I lived in a house. They called it the Bordello. Okay. Uh, and it was, it, it, when I lived there, it was seven men. <laughs> but okay. the, it was called the Bordello. This, other people named it because it was a house of like, it was like four or five women that lived there. And they named it that ironically. Mm-hmm. And then over ye- over the years more and more men started to like swap out and then it became just all men and the name never changed so it mm-hmm. was kind of not not as funny as it once probably was <laughs> to call it that um, class this is this is classic uh, uh, living with lots of people yeah, with a house yeah. name um, yeah but i remember yeah i had i, I lived in a room it, i was 23 24 bunk beds in in one okay. room, me on top, other my roommate beneath me, right. four other rooms with a similar situations going on in each room. Sure. Um, and I paid one hundred and fifty dollars a month for rent. Wow. Where where was this by the way? Can this is in Denton, Texas, actually. Okay. Uh, a little wow. art town, um, a little Austin mini mini Austin. Very cool. Um, and this was uh, so this would have been twenty eleven for me as well. I uh, yeah. So I I had moved out of there by twenty eleven. I had started. Uh, I'd lived with uh, just one other person at mm. this point. Um, lucky. And uh, yeah, it was lucky. And I had started getting back into video games around this time. I had stopped playing video games from about the year two thousand six to about two thousand eleven. I think. Okay. So it was like a good four or five year stretch where I was just I was just nothing but like I want to go to the bar. I want to go uh, hang out with my girlfriend and I want mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, uh, pr- make movies and stuff. That was my sure. whole life was making movies. Um, no time for video games. Well, eventually I broke down and because uh, everyone wanted to play Smash Brothers so much, uh, I ended up getting really into Smash Brothers and I was like, you know what? We're, we're playing Melee a lot. I know I hear there's a Smash Brothers brawl. I'll get the Wii. So I remember like taking one yeah. for the team. It was my birthday. I hadn't asked for a birthday present in like years at that point. So I was like, "Mom and Dad, if you want to get me something, I'll take a Wii." <laughs> and they bought me a Wii. I got Brawl, and it kind of just snowballed from there. And I just started playing yeah. more Wii games, and I started buying like indie games on the Wii. And then I was like, and then from there, it was just like, "Well, this stinks. I want to get like an actual good console with yeah. good games." And so I started yeah. playing. Uh, and so I, I got a PS3. And, um, um, but I don't even think I had a PS3 in 2011. So I think in 2011, it was just, uh, Wii gaming for me. Was there? Yeah. I don't know if anybody had what, I think it was just the 360 I, in this house. You know, I hadn't even considered. Yeah. I definitely owned a Wii. <laughs> yeah. I, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, not Once part you of your it, story, no, though. Not a part of your narrative that you want to create, right? Like, yeah. I, no, well, it, I mean, I guess it was I, it, the Wii, you know, as as everybody knew, like the Wii was just one of those things where it's like, 
like, you know, you got it. And Everyone. then it quickly <laughs> yeah. became an afterthought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It became one of those things where you're like, once a year, you'll turn it on to play the game. So it, yeah. like, oh, Galaxy came out. I'll play Super Mario Galaxy on it. Um, not me. I played every first party Wii game that came out because I started getting really hungry for games. I was like, I was like, give me more, give me more. I played. I remember playing Goldeneye for the Wii, the remake oh. of Goldeneye, where they put Daniel Craig's face over Pierce Brosnan's, that but didn't change any of the other cast. <laughs> so, that was. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty great. I, I, that that so, made me so upset. <laughs> so awesome! <laughs> it's so awesome and how brutally terrible it is to to yeah. Pierce, uh, and such a bad move too. Like, yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, so I was playing a lot of Wii games, but I remember like 2011 as being the big year where I started getting into podcasts. That was the year I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to like WTF and the This American Life and uh, Radio Lab. And I and I asked, I listened to a video game podcast called Talk Radar, which was uh, the gamesradars.com's mm. podcast at the time. Oh. And it was great. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's sort of what I was doing. Um, but before we get into what the world in gaming was doing, I do want to put us into the year 2011, give us a little bit of context for what was happening in the world at large. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the year that... Uh, it's so funny because in t- 20, 2001 was the year, obviously, 9-11 happened. 2011 what? is the year that we assassinated Osama bin Laden. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, oh uh, my god! Yeah, I remember so, them announcing that during was it the World Series or they announced yes. it during a baseball game, mm-hmm. and all the Boston fans. I was up in Massachusetts for college, and all the Boston fans were like USA, and I was like, <laughs> "Fucking oh, it!" Because and obviously they didn't. I, don't, I can't remember how they announced it. I can't remember if they announced it over the loudspeakers or if it was just one of these things. Where it was like somebody checked their phone and they were like, holy shit, Osama bin Laden's dead. And then next thing you know, everybody in Fenway Park is going, USA. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Dude, um, I remember I, I remember Obama talk. Oh, I should, yeah, I always mention that. Obama's the president at the time. Um well. Uh I I always uh <laughs> Wow. I, I remember <laughs> I remember thinking, um uh I remember thinking like like everyone was super excited. I just remember that. Like people were like, "Yes, finally." And I just remember thinking like, "This is kind of weird, right?" Like this is like uh like we just went in there and killed him, huh? Like uh, <laughs> we're just like what we just broke no in. Trial. <laughs> we just yeah. broke in and killed him, huh? That's how we <laughs> Okay. And, and I just remember thinking like that was a, one of the first times, you know, that, like I I feel like uh, ever since then, it's been a series of realizing like, "Oh, rules are just pe- things people make up. Like laws yeah. are just things like we just made up like out of nowhere." <laughs> it was also um you know, the detail that really made me go, wait, this is how it works is they were like, and, you know, then we um, then we buried him in the ocean, you know, <laughs> in accordance with his religious rights. And I was like, it's like, I was like, I'm sorry, y'all went into like, and I, and I <laughs> yeah, know it's yeah, Osama yeah, bin Laden, yeah. really. Yeah. Y'all ran up on this guy, mm-hmm. shot him a bunch of times and mm-hmm. then yeah. dumped him into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because of the uh, the coldness to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 um, um, yeah. Uh, this government loves to kill people. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, well, uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, uh, o- Occupy Wall Street uh, starts in uh, 
2011, which was a. Uh, I remember how big Occupy Wall Street was. Like, yes, that was huge. Remember, a person died during Occupy Wall Street. In fact, a person in Denton, Texas, that my college town, died in a in yeah. a in a uh, Occupy Wall Street protest. There were tents everywhere on my campus. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I I remember people from my school being like, "I'm gonna go like." Like almost like it's like, you know, what are you doing? When, what are you going to do when you graduate? And they're like, well, first thing I'm going to get down there and be a part of Occupy Wall Street. And it's like, right. Holy shit. Like people really, really, really. I mean, yeah. as they should have. Right. People really took it seriously. We mm. should occupy Wall Street again. Like, yeah, we should probably yeah. we should probably protest the rich again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Probably for the rest of our lives. Yeah, probably we should make it our life's <laughs> yeah. if, if if we had any sense, we should make it our life's goal to take down these people. Yeah. Um, um but I mean the Xbox. Yeah, let's talk is about nice, video yeah. games again. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, um uh, uh July Diaz claims that he was pepper sprayed during Occupy. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I, I'm going to verify is this true? Yeah, <laughs> because with July sometimes, and that's the price you pay for being such an excellent comedian. I don't know if you're joshing me. Um, uh, he says yes. I see the chant there on my phone. It was um, during breakfast. He says. Uh, okay. What kind of breakfast was it? <laughs> was yeah. It? Mm, yeah. Receipts, please. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a monocle and a big hat? Were you eating? A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, were you were you drinking a big cup of the poor's tears? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Um, um, that's awful, though. Um, <laughs> Tyler, were you gonna say something? Uh, um, no, I think I'll move on. I'll, I was gonna get maybe two. I'm good. No, talk, talk, talk to me. I'm, you know, I no, I, 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 I I'm. <laughs> I've been mad at cops since even before then. I'm just like, yeah. I like that everybody's upset with cops. I don't feel as bad talking shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you know, no, please. I, this is a, this is a very uh, anti-cop podcast. We, yes. we love to f- say, fuck the police on this. Right. Show. Yes. A lot of, um, yeah, essentially that was it. It was just mm. like, fuck it, mm-hmm. cops. Mm-hmm. It was more than that. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, I'll tell a legendary story from uh, from 2011 involving cops. A police. Um, yes. <clears throat> so we were having this big party on campus called Mustachio Bashio. And uh, <laughs> shout out to anybody. Nothing, nothing dramatic yeah. better happen in this story after that. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, the cops came to shut it down and... My boy, in a move of absolute inspiration, went, huh, all the cops are in the party and none of them are in their car. And so he jumped into one of the cop cars and took the keys out of the ignition <laughs> and ran into the forest and just threw <gasps> it into the forest. That's pretty good. And then That's he just great. sat there and watched as this cop just like oh man hung out for like and just was like where where my car keys? <laughs> I'm like asking people, did you see somebody do anything with my car keys? Oh and my god! Talk about John god C. Riley and Magnolia yeah. losing your gun. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's um, that's amazing. I would that's name amazing. him, but uh, 
you know, he's uh, I don't I don't know what the statute of limitations is on that. Well, I'm, and uh, I do uh, say that yeah. we're an anti-cop podcast, but most of our fans are cops. So yeah, I yeah, will okay. say there's a good yeah. chance that cop's listening right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, July Diaz says that he uh, he was, in fact, pepper sprayed during breakfast during Occupy. He said he I pepper sprayed myself during IHOP breakfast. I knew it. So, I knew it. Uh, yeah, um, I think that's fucked up. I think that's <laughs> fucked up. We are getting closer to his age, though, right? I think, I think, yeah, the jury, yeah, the jury's out on his age still. We'll, we'll figure it out eventually. So here's a, here's some more pop culture things that happened in 2011. A uh, hip hop star uh, Nate Dogg dies on March uh, 16th. Oh, oh yeah. Also, uh, singer Amy Winehouse dies on July 23rd. Also, the band REM dies in the sense that they broke up in that year. Um, uh, the royal wedding between Kate Middleton and Prince William takes place. Boy, is the is the royals echoing throughout time uh, <laughs> lately. Boy, it's been such a hot topic. I mean, yeah, uh, I do remember this though, like it was yesterday. <clears throat> yeah, I do not. I don't. It turns out I don't care about these royals. <laughs> I don't either. But I do. It's 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 a way that I can formulate like timelines, right? Sure. Around like big, huge cultural events. Like I remember people talking about this like crazy. Uh, uh, also, uh, Charlie Sheen is fired from Two and a Half Men. That's a big moment. I remember that happening. See what's yeah. insane about this is my like thing with time is like. If you asked me, like, when did Charlie Sheen get fired from Two and a Half Men, I would have said 20 years ago. And if you said, when did William and Kate get married, I would have said four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, Russell Brand and singer Katy Perry file for divorce. That doesn't feel like the same year to me as um, no. Two and a Half Men firing Charlie Sheen. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It just one feels like that. The Charlie Sheen thing feels way older. Russell Brand feels newer. But that doesn't also make sense either because... That's an old thing too. (laughs) It's 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 weird how these things are both old and new at the same time. Um, Anyways, so we have. uh, Let's talk a little bit about happy news. Did anything good happen? I turned (laughs) twenty one. Oh, you turned twenty one that year. I I turned twenty one oh eight. So I'm a little little older, a little older older than you, but not but not by much. well, here's some like hap. It's not happy news, but why don't we talk about domestic box office for 2011? Let's go. Okay, uh, so check this out. The very first Harry Potter movie comes out in 2001, and then is number one at the box office. The last Harry Potter yes. movie is number one in the box office for 2011. That is The Deathly Hallows Part 2, followed by Transformers Dark of the Moon is number two. The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1 is number three. The Hangover Part 2 is number four. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides is number five. Number six is Fast Five. Number seven is Cars 2. Guys, the top seven box office grossing movies of that year are all sequels to I almost said terrible franchises. Um, <laughs> not all of those franchises are terrible, but yikes. I do not think that we were doing good as uh, consumers going to see uh, those little indie films that year. <laughs> were yeah. we? we were, a lot of our money was going towards uh, Fast Five, On Stranger Tides, and Hangover Part 2. Can uh, I say also, something? Yes, please. <laughs> I saw Fast Five in theaters twice twice yeah that might be the only one i mean that that movie probably hangs up i'll tell you what movie does not though hangover part two that movie sucks (sighs) oh my god Hmm. that movie sucks Uh, i've never seen on stranger tides i i don't 
you know, Twilight Saga, I I don't I don't really dislike as much as everyone else does. Is I never break, saw Dark. Break, that's that's part. That you said that was part one. Uh, yeah, it's it's to the Break of Dawn part one. Because I believe I, I recall Breaking Dawn part two. Right, is a movie of no small amount of controversy because. Um, you know the whole meme about like how every big movie now just has like a scene where like two groups of people are like running towards each other in battle mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 I believe has that um, even though no such thing exists in the books <laughs> Yeah. And so everybody was like I wonder how this happens what's going on here and then it yeah. turns out um, I'm going to say fuck spoilers because the yeah, movie yeah, is yeah, eight please. years old and also please. I don't care. Um, mm. It turns out like it's all a dream. It's <laughs> like, I think like when Bella's giving birth or something, she has some vision of a vampire werewolf war that could happen if wow. uh, if people don't like, but it's so, so everybody's just like, I can't believe that an hour of that movie was a fucking dream sequence. Wow. I, I oh boy. It was very, because those are set in Seattle, and I was That's living right. in Seattle at the time, and so the the mania around that stuff was huge, mm-hmm. um, and I, I only, I've only seen two of these films, so I was like, I don't know, and it was, you know, it took a I lot saw, for I me saw to the first it. one, don't hate it. Don't hate this franchise. I, I really have nothing against this franchise. I mm-hmm. I think it's because I don't care about it so profoundly. It right. it, it doesn't bother me that it exists in yeah. any way. Uh, you know, I, I guess there are franchises that do bother me, but this one's probably right. not not necessarily yeah. one. Um, if you you know, if we were all being honest, if we we're being really honest, like Star Wars has hurt us way more. Oh, than I Twilight. hate that franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. No, thank you to uh, Rise of the. I, I'd rather watch uh, Breaking Dawn than Rise of the Skywalker any day. Yeah. Uh, also, I've also no. Oh. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that actually. Skip it. Okay. Uh, number eight is Thor. Number nine is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Number ten is Captain America: First Avenger. So Marvel is just now getting started. In fact, the distributor for Thor and Captain America is Paramount at the time. Pretty crazy. Uh, Billboard charts. We got Adele's Rolling in the Deep is number one on the Billboard charts. Uh, We also have Party Rock Anthem by (laughs) LMFAO. We got uh, now Party Rock Anthem is still number six on the charts, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's still. Yeah. People were still loving it. We're still listening to it. Uh, Katy Perry has, uh, I believe, let me make sure. No, only one song. I thought she had two, but uh, it's, uh, no, no, she does have two. Firework is number three and, and E.T. is number four featuring Kanye West. Yeah. Uh, Give Me Everything by Pitfall featuring Neo, Afrojack, and Nair. Uh, Grenade by Bruno Mars is number six. Number seven is Forget You by CeeLo Green. Uh, oh my God! Forget you. Oh my God! That's right. Yeah, not thought about that song in a while. Wow, that was. I mean, every you'd walk into any restaurant, any bar. Yeah, it was playing that song, and it was always playing the edited version. Of course. Oh yeah. Oh my God! Go to a fucking party. Go to a yes. dance. Go to a anyway. wedding. Jesus. Yeah. And CeeLo was so cool for so long and then till he wasn't anymore. I remember like him wearing the Darth Vader outfit and the <laughs> backup singers wearing the Stormtrooper outfits and just being like, I don't know, like it was like, oh, this is this is cool. I, I don't know. But um, no longer. Anyways, Super Bass by Nicki Minaj, number eight. 
Moves Like Jagger, number nine. Oh Maroon 5 featuring... I didn't know that song featured Christina Aguilera. It does. I don't think anybody did. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just Can't Get Enough by the Black Eyed Peas is number 10. Uh, Black Eyed Peas, another band that we've I've not thought of in a while. Yeah. No. Um, okay, top rated uh, TV programs. Number one is Sunday Night Football. Oh, yeah. n- a simpler time. A simpler time, <laughs> yeah. Number two is NCIS. Number three, Dancing with the Stars. Number four, American Idol. Number six, Dancing with the Stars. Results. <laughs> <laughs> the, just the results? Okay. Yes, I'm not even kidding. Number seven, NCIS Los Angeles. Number eight, Big Bang Theory. Number nine, The Mentalist. And number 10, The Voice. You know, I'm sorry. Did you say number five? Oh, uh, number five was American Idol Thursday. Okay. So there was American Idol Wednesday and American Idol Thursday. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. When I look back at culture, like like media and like culture back then, I'm just kind of like, this is why I wasn't engaged. I think with what was going on, it was like this is what was the most popular shit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really why I strayed towards punk at that time. Yeah. <laughs> or like, uh, I just remember like getting really into like other stuff, like discovering stuff on my own and finding my own stuff and like watching sure. and like and like me and my friends. It felt like we were on our own island of like what we thought was cool and what we liked. Um, anyway, yeah. so it, yeah, it, it yeah. was also it was like maybe one of the last couple of years where like it was still a viable media strategy to just like put something near something else popular and hope people don't change the channel. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, like I, in, in, in 2001, like the internet was not new, but it was becoming the, like it absolutely like you could not do without the internet. And like the iPhone was invented or not, I'm sorry, the iPod was invented that year. Um, the iPhone would come a few years later. Uh, and 2011, I feel like social media was, doing what the internet was doing where it was like it was a thing it had been a thing for a while but it was like starting to become where like jobs would start to like look at your social media and like you you could really use that to your advantage i, I believe like people started getting hired off of like twitter and stuff around that time yeah. like so um yeah i think this may be the first year i had a smartphone mm-hmm I like had a smartphone and was still carrying around like two iPod nanos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With different songs on them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because I had so much music. I had to have it on me at all times. <laughs> all yeah. times. At all times. Library. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's more than one no effects album. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're half right. <laughs> so, uh, Let's talk a little bit about the games. So, um, according to Wikipedia, numerous video games were released in 2011. <laughs> I believe them. Uh, many awards went to games such as, and uh, let's talk. I'll give each one of these games a little day in the sun, just so that we can we can we can talk about them because I, I really feel like it wasn't a thing where like each platform had like whoa what a what a year. It was really a games heavy year, uh, mm-hmm. with the exception of the 3ds. So, Batman Arkham City comes out in 2011 um this is my favorite arkham game i don't know if you guys feel similarly or what what's everyone's favorite i think it was the perfect you know what? oh sorry go ahead tyler i might i might oh sorry you go i think i think you glitched out and i was, okay. talking, and I yeah, was like oh. no, it's fine it's fine you go i think no i think i think this one might that this one might be my favorite as well if yeah. i'm thinking about it arkham knight very good 
but I think I was like, I mean, I, I like the, I like the, cause I've, I've platinumed all of them yeah. at this point. Um, but I think that one was the first one I platinumed. That was the first one I went like full on, like I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then, you know, so yeah, I think this one, my favorite too. I yeah, like them I, all even, okay. oh, David, go. You <laughs> Sorry. I was just going to say, and I think like, you know, going from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City is, I mean, I don't know if it's actually that big of a jump from like, uh, from like a mechanical standpoint, but like making it feel like open world and being like, fuck, I'm Batman in like a place. Yeah. Like just felt like such a huge leap that you were like, okay, Arkham Asylum was dope and Arkham City is them completely promising on what Arkham Asylum seemed to suggest. Oh man. Oh my God, dude. Arkham City was so cool. I thought every part of it. And and by the way, like as cool as Arkham Knight is, they blew their wads so hard with Arkham City. They showed you every single bad guy Batman has ever faced off that you care about. By the time you get to Arkham Knight, it's like, how about Man Bat? They just were like struggling (laughs) to like give you like actual like villains that were really compelling like uh yeah. mr pig yeah. i don't know the freaky pig remember him <laughs> yeah yeah uh but batman arkham city is like there was a point where i remember like like i was like i've seen every villain and then raz al ghul shows up and i'm like mm. that's i didn't even want him and he's in here yeah um it's like uh it's it's such a good game my only note if i was to note the game i would sure. just say they should have just made that Gotham. Just called it Gotham City. Like, I don't like that yeah. it's like Arkham City. It's like a city they made that's like kind of like Gotham. I'm like, was just, you could like, just call it Gotham. <laughs> like, I, I can't figure out if they were like, I mean, there's right. To me, there's two options. One is they thought one day we'll do a straight up Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And they, they wanted to save that. And then my other thought was, for some reason, they thought that Arkham was the, um, was like, the key word there that pe- yes, people exactly. would know that that's yeah. the game to get as opposed yeah. to like, here's the new fucking Batman game. <laughs> yeah. People were buying it for Arkham. They were like, Ooh, yeah. more Arkham. I'm obsessed with this freaking place. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's exactly right. It felt like Arkham was like the, uh, the SEO of that. Like they just needed to hit it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it was dumb because you know, when you get to Arkham Knight. It is in Gotham, and it's a way. It's a way more. Um, it's not as populated as Arkham City. It feels a little bit more spread out and sparse, and there's not enough going on in there. So it's like uh, I actually prefer if I just believe Gotham is Arkham City because yeah. it's more fun that way. Mm. Um, how about the game Portal Two? Like huh. it? Hate it? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, Portal Two. I think there's a really compelling argument to be made that it might be one of it might be the best game ever made. I don't, I don't know. Like I I really do think Portal Two is like probably I don't know. Maybe not. I, tried, I don't know. I tried playing. I can't remember if it was Portal or Portal Two. The it was like this feels a little too complicated. Maybe not my style. The only other thing I know about it is that there is a like pie shop in Seattle that something or or other is named after in Portal. Yeah, probably a cake shop. 
cake shop is yeah because the cake this is, is a how lie. little i know about it i i, I yeah. appreciate that like, the cake is a lie is like one of the first internet things ever like yeah. memes ever mm. uh david did you play in the portal games i did same thing as tyler i started playing it and i was like what the f-? like i was like i was like who has a fucking big enough brain to play this game Oh man, to me, this game is like uh, a Shadow of the Colossus. It's like uh, it's an absolute masterpiece. It's uh, it's got a rare voice performance in a video game by J.K. Simmons, who's like uh, plays Cave Johnson, the guy who owns Aperture Science. Like it's if you if you care if you give a shit at all about Valve or Half Life or or any of that lore, like oh man, this game is great. Plus, Stephen Merchant is a voice in it and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 one of the greatest puzzle platforming games I think ever. I just now, actually you have to have played Portal to play Portal Two. I I only if you want a little bit of um, context into who Gladys is the uh, the robot who's like basically Hal from two thousand one who's trying to kill you. But it, at this point, I think she's you like pretty much zeitgeist. Everyone knows who it is. So if you were to play um, portal two, I, I mean, yeah, I don't think you would need to play it before. Plus it's like, it's actually a game. Like portal two is like a demo made by college kids and like, it's perfect, but it, it's very small. Uh, portal two is like an actual video game. It's, it's really, really good. I love it. I recommend it, but I get it. It's kind of like hard to come by these days. It's even hard to find. I, I mean, you have to play it on PC. I think. I can't get over that name, Cave Johnson. That name yeah. is tough as nails. <laughs> that name is great. I love that name. I think it's perfect. I love it. And and man, all of his all of his voice work in it is great. If, if anything, if you don't play the game, look up a YouTube clip of all of J.K. Simmons voicing Cave Johnson. It's mm. so much fun. Um, okay, so how about uh, the Elder Scrolls Part Five? <laughs> <laughs> does anyone like the elder the oh elder scrolls God. part five I, I, we I all know just, it by that name right yeah <laughs> uh pour, pour one out to all the hours i've spent on this <laughs> god dang game mm-hmm. uh i mean i think um you know oblivion was fun um but i think like for some reason it was like morrowind was the big technical jump and then yeah. oblivion was uh Oblivion was great, but I think Oblivion got caught in that like middle section of technology where it wasn't a big enough jump and you're just like, what's like, is this actually like good? And then Skyrim just like completely delivered on like that big technical jump where you feel like you're, you're experiencing something different um, while still being the most breakable game of all time. (laughs) Yes, um, and that's what we love, right? The horse goes up the mountain. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Skyrim is, um, I, you know, I've only played a few hours of this game. I've never actually played a, a Elder Scrolls game to like any kind of in any kind of real way. Um, but I understand that Skyrim is like some of people's favorite memories playing video games ever. Like, I know Connor put hundreds of hours into it. I mean, yeah. it's a uh, it's supposed to, it's 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 a great game. By the way, if you're a if you do get that Xbox Series X, David, all uh-huh. of Bethesda's stuff is on Games Pass right now for free. So you can play Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. It's, 
I all mean, for free. As if I need to buy another fucking copy of Skyrim. Right. I mean, like, I, <laughs> Probably I, I the most ported I just bought another one this year because I, I finally <laughs> have a, a really good PC. So I was like, let's do it. Let's do it with mods. Like, Yeah, okay. mods. Shrek But mods. I will. I probably will. <laughs> yeah. I tried it for the first time a couple months ago on the Switch because my roommate has a the whatever Switch copy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I cannot focus. This is not for me. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, like, I understand why people would like it. I've seen people play it and I like watching people play it because they are so into it. Yeah. But it's like, if it's just me, I'm like, well, I'm not fun. Like (laughs) in this world, this isn't good. I, I, I think that like, and I'm not this kind of gamer. So, but I think people like pretend living in that game. Like yeah. that's like that's like a big selling point of it. Like I have my friend friend of the show Alex Gaskin, he's been on the show many times. He 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 talks about Skyrim is like he'll turn it on every couple of days just to go check in and run around and he's like never beaten the game. He just yeah. like keeps running around and doing like fun stuff because to him video games is not just this mad dash to see credits like like me. It's <laughs> um I'm a very story driven guy, like narrative. So I'm like, I'm like trying to see the end, the completion of a story. He's, he's more like, I want a house and a wife and, and yeah. kids and <laughs> I'm a ammo. And also I'm a werewolf, you know? Mm-hmm. I, um, I have a game of Skyrim that I check in on every now and then I was, I'm like, I was like on my way to a quest and there's somebody worshiping at some shrine that fights me on the way to the quest. Now I could go around this person, but the first time I tr- did it i didn't and they killed me this sounds like a riddle sounds like the beginning of a riddle i know (laughs) (laughs) so i reloaded my save and i have done everything possible to try and kill this person and they're just a little too strong for me but i've decided (laughs) that i will not go forward until i kill this person so i love it skyrim paralysis right now. i love totally get what he's saying about just like checking in uh wow um how about this so for ps3 um players uh uncharted three drake's deception Mm, okay pass Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i have played it briefly and i was like those games i like i i I think they're cool looking you know Mm -hmm. but i'm like i don't care about this these characters really (laughs) like i like um uh, you know there's something about them i just there's I, I just can't do it yeah i i played them i i i was gonna say i like them but like whenever the new one came out like i didn't even try to buy it so mm-hmm. but i do like them and i think i like them because one i i hurt so bad for like indiana jones like content that yeah. i watched the tintin movie oh um, yeah and i'm sure it was <laughs> okay. Very serviceable. Yeah, I think it's, it looks good. <laughs> I want to watch that. Um, but the thing with the the um, I got like all the Uncharted games like later when I was like getting the PS3, which I probably got like in 2014 or something for you know 80 bucks, and $3. I got the games for like 12 dollars for all mm-hmm. of them, so it was dope. Right, um, and then just blazed through them. But the thing with the Drake games that I still am like, this is very weird. Is this guy? kills people like he's killing humans like yeah i I, I was like i was like by by the end of the third game i was like his body count he must have killed over 200 people and he's like can you um like this game that's like talking about how realistic it is and like you know it's like these are characters and people and it takes place in the world you're like you are playing somebody who 
if you've played the game well and played the game correctly, yeah. you have killed so yeah. many people. Like it rewards it's, you for killing uh, people who are just paid mercenaries, like pay, pay, right. paid people who are just guarding a boat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Just a mass murderer. We forget Lara Croft, mass murderer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, Indiana Jones, like his body count is pretty high, yeah. but not even close to Nathan Drake's. I mean, you geez, know, his Louis. body count is his body count is high for a human. Like, I think if we actually <laughs> counted how many people Indiana Jones killed, I think it's like it would a be serial like killer's level. It's like yeah, not. He, yeah, it's high yeah, for a human. Twelve, like because a lot of what he's doing is giving him a big right hook. Um, <laughs> but Nathan Drake is like, except that swordsman in uh, what is it? Uh, the first yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he look, he definitely kills people. Point I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mm. say Indiana Jones doesn't kill people. But Nathan Drake is like, um, no. I mean, it's, it's I don't nuts. know if soldiers kill as many people. As no, they don't see that that kind of action. You kidding me? <laughs> like, wow, that's that's it's crazy. Yeah, no. Uh, I I'll tell you this about uh, Uncharted Three. Uncharted 2 is, I think, a high watermark for gaming. I think it's such a fun... I mean, there's a, uh, a sequence uh, involving a helicopter in Uncharted 2 that is, like, absolutely stunning. One of the best... One of my all-time favorite gaming memories. Wow. Uncharted 3, I played through the entire game, and I don't remember a single thing that happens in it. I'll tell now, you is that. Uncharted 2 the one where they end up in Shangri-La? Yes. Okay, yeah, I don't remember anything about Uncharted 3. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, there there is an extended desert sequence in yes. Uncharted 3, and I only know that because the cover of the game shows him in the desert. <laughs> uh, but I cannot remember anything that really happens in it. Um, so that should... I mean, I have very few games where that happened, where I beat the entire game and I couldn't tell you what happened. Like, Bioshock 2 is one of them, where I'm just like... I don't. Yeah, I'm really getting that confused with a lot of other games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, how about uh, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword? I played this. <laughs> You're like, why? Why did Nick leave? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I knew this was gonna happen on this episode because it's just, it's, it's a good, it's like a good in quotation marks year. It's like a great. Yeah. Great in theory, but did we actually like these games? Did we play these games? I thought I was going to hear more Portal Love, but uh -huh. I'll tell you right now, I played Skyward Sword when it came out at launch all the way through because I had a Wii, famously. And uh, <laughs> uh, absolutely like beat it, pretended to like it the entire time. Mm -hmm. Did not really enjoy my experience and am dreading the fact that I know I'm going to replay it again when it gets ported yeah. to Switch. <laughs> I I played it briefly, like at like somebody's house, you know, mm -hmm. like somebody like who had gotten it, and it was like they were like, yeah, try it out, you know. It's like so, I started a profile, and it was just like this, like you shake it, and he, you know, or whatever it is, it's like you, just you the waggle. controls or you waggle. Um, and <laughs> I didn't. I was like. Well, I don't think I'll play this again. And then it showed up at one of my other punk houses years later. Um, and then I've started playing it and I was like, I think I'll play another game. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just moved on. Yeah. Any love um, for this game, uh, David? This was actually, um, so I, I'm, you know, 
I, I'm, I'm realizing how f- stupid I am, um, you know, whenever I come cool, on this podcast cool. because, <laughs> y- you know, you will all be me talking too, about me a too. game and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I tried to play that game and it was like really hard for me. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to say that like I, I like I buy most Zelda games, but I haven't beaten a Zelda game since Majora's Mask. I oh have, yeah, uh, you know, like Twilight Princess. I played, and like I liked Twilight Princess. I love the fucking vibe of that game. Now that I'm thinking about it, and mm-hmm. I didn't beat it. Skyward Sword was the first game that I didn't buy mm-hmm. for a Zelda game, uh, wow. and that should I, tell you everything. Yeah, and then I and I mean I don't. I guess the next one up was Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously I had Breath of the Wild, but yeah, um, and that's a great game. I I'll tell you this. And so we're doing the Legend of Zelda Games Club right now on our Patreon. That's like our big series we're doing throughout 2021. I'm realizing that um, I do not like... Oh, this is this is a hard thing to admit. I do not like games that I have to look up what to do on. So I have to stop what I'm doing and look up like where to go next. And every Zelda game in the 90s so far, I've had to do that with. And so, and that's a huge bummer. Like, uh, Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, Oracle of Age, any game, pick any game from the 90s. And I've had to like look up a walkthrough, like, where do I even fucking go now? And like that, like, so I actually prefer. every 2000s era Zelda game because I feel like game design evolved in a way where I'm like, I know exactly where to go. Like it, mm. it's very clear to me. In fact, Skyward Sword is a game that like holds your hand through the game. Um, But, uh, but that being said, it's like Link to the Past is a far more charming game. You know, Majora is a far more charming game than Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. Link to the Past. <clears throat> Wait. No, I'm thinking of another one. Link's Awakening? That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Very charming. I have no idea what I'm doing at any point. Um, mm-hmm. Mass Effect 2. So Anyone this like this cheat. game? <laughs> this is technically a cheat, right? Because uh, I, I looked this up and Mass Effect 2 released for 360 and PC in 2010. Yeah, because it was the, PS- it had that Microsoft deal, right? Yeah, Where they would yeah they would release on them first. So listen, if we have to talk about the PS3 version of Mass Effect Two, I can't say anything. If you if, all right, if I'm allowed all right, to talk right. about the the Xbox version, yeah. I have much to say. I feel like we should talk about it just because it's it's going to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> let's. Yeah, I agree. Because Mass Effect Two is, um, in my opinion, like as we talk about that those games, like they're a trilogy. They are, but Mass Effect 2 is like, if that's the only game that ever came out, I'd be happy with just two. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think like Mass Effect 1, um, by the way, I, I, I meant to say this like during the like, wh- what are you playing segment? Right. But like, whenever I play a video game, like over the last like two months, all it, like it's always ended with me going, when the fuck is that collection coming mm-hmm. out? Because that's all I want to yeah. play is I want to start a new game mm-hmm. of uh, Mass Effect. Um but to me, it's really like, and Mass Effect is possibly in the conversation. The series is possibly in the conversation for like my favorite series. Oh, I yeah, love those games, and I think that like Mass Effect Three to me is one of the 
like the ending was really ruined it, but like, <laughs> um, like was, um, was one of the greatest video game experiences ever up until that point. Yeah, but part of the reason it was, was because it paid, like it paid off just the, on the greatness that was Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 is like, if somebody said that's on my, uh, you know, on your Mount Rushmore video games, I would yeah. not blink an eye. Yeah. Tyler, are you a Mass Effect guy? <clears throat> How do I say this? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> two adults. Two adults. <laughs> two adults. Uh, yeah. Now, the Nintendog series. <laughs> if they remade. Um, no, I just, I, I, I couldn't. I, there's, yeah, games like that. I just, there's something about them that I can do them now, but. Like a little better, at least. Mm-hmm. But I, but, but I can't. I don't know. I, there, there's something about them that that is off-putting to me. I, I think that Mass Effect One, like I'm, I think Jake Sprague said it on an earlier episode. Like he's most excited about that remake mm-hmm. of the game, like mm-hmm. to see like what that looks like these yeah. days. Um, I, I agree with that because I've also never played that game because famously that did not come out for PS3. That was like a... Yeah. In fact, we had to play a comic book to catch us up to what happened in Mass Effect 2. <laughs> um, okay. But Mass Effect 2 was uh, one of the all-time great video game moments ever. I mean, it is like... It is like playing a fun Star Trek, yes. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like... I know that people are Star Trek fans. I like Star Trek all right, but this is like fun, cool Star Trek where you collect a team, you build a ship, like you build a crew on a ship together. Um, it, it is like some of those characters and like the relationships you build with them are like feel so good. Like, yeah. man, I, I love Mass Effect 2 so much. I don't even hate the Mass Effect 3 ending that much like I don't hate it it's it sucks but it's not like the th- the thing I don't like about that game is that it's just like it feels like Rise of the Skywalker to me where it's just like tie up the loose ends as quick as you can anything anything you can do to like just skip ahead tie up loose ends like it, it didn't feel like I was playing the resolution to Mass Effect 2 like Mass Effect 2 took its time the stakes were like medium I think in that game like they weren't like the universe is ending necessarily. It was just like, uh-oh, what's this? Whoa, we're discovering new enemies, you know? Um, yeah, I really, I really like that game a lot. Um, David, in, in your how many times have you played through that game? Uh so I mean, I think I played through it uh twice, and then mm-hmm. the half would be um just that I always try to do like a fucking bad guy run that never works. Sure. <laughs> the second they're like, they're like, kill this guy for not cooperating. I'm like, are you crazy? I yeah, yeah, do yeah. That. Do you want to give this guy a high five or do you want to smash his face into electricity? It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I've, I've played, I've, I've played it a couple times. All right. We also, uh, this year also sh- uh, brings us Little Big Planet 2. Mm. Favorite little big planet game. It's and 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 this this baby stuff right up my alley. Yeah, are you uh, a little big planet fan, my boy? I did like. Yeah, I like little big planet. Yeah, are are, are you? Do you have a favorite? Do I have a, maybe that one? I think two I think is mine. Big planet two. Yeah, um, uh, that on was the, a fun one to play with a bunch of people. Yeah, around. yeah. Um, Drunk. It's great. Oh yeah, and and isn't Sackboy just the cutest little boy? 
He's pretty cute. Uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> we also see the uh, the release of Bastion, which is like one of the biggest indie games maybe ever mm. made. Started that whole uh, that studio off that yeah. brings us Hades today. Oh wow! Any anyone like Bastion at all? I never you know, played it. Again, one of those games that I think I have like three Steam keys for it, mm-hmm. and have just never played it. Um, it's incredible. I played it. Yeah. Okay, it's great. A strong recommend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's um, the one with the with um the, the uh, without spoiling it because I can't spoil it. But it's it, that's the one with like an ending of some note, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's there's like multiple different endings. I think you can get in it, okay. but it's kind of like an isometric Zelda like where you you know your combat is very like um on on a grid where you're like mm-hmm. you, uh, and uh, you can multiple different weapon trees, sort of like a. Uh, Sort of like Hades, it kind of combines a lot of their games together. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good though. Soundtrack's okay. great, voice acting great. Um, how about uh, Limbo? <laughs> Maybe one of the biggest indie games ever made. Also, like this is a huge year for indie games in general. You guys play mm-hmm. Limbo? Wow. Speaking of in- Ingmar oh. Bergman, they always said <laughs> this was like if Ingmar Bergman made a video game, it would look like Limbo. Wow. Not only did I, and I, I feel like I'm rarely like this. I didn't. I have. I've never even heard of this game. Oh, you've never I'm, heard of Limbo? I'm th- same same as David really? here. Really? Yeah. Oh man, this is a great one. This is also a game that, by the way, like like my girlfriend Jackie likes. Like this is a game mm-hmm. you can show to like people who don't usually play video games, and I think they can get into it because the art style is really cool. It's also a pretty easy puzzle platformer game. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. Oh man, Limbo's great. Uh, 3DS launches this year. Yes. yes! Uh, we see the um, we see games like Mario Kart Seven, mm-hmm. uh, Super Mario 3D Land, mm-hmm. and um, uh, one of Nintendo's biggest apology backpedal moves, which is launching a console at a price point, realizing that they fucked up big time. Offering all of the people who bought that console at that price a legacy collection of GBA titles through an ambassador program that apparently Nick Limone is a part of, and uh, and then yeah, like this is like one of the one of the coolest Nintendo recovery stories of all time. It's just like the 3DS was like that was it. They were done. Like that they 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 had the Wii U was on the horizon as well, which was gonna fail big time. Yeah, and 3DS launched as a failure. Um, yeah, I I love the 3DS. I have a lot of I have a affinity for the console. I have a I think it might be my biggest game collection. If I'm talking about just like physical copies of games, I have really like, yeah. The 3DS might be the most. It used to be mine. I am. I am in. I've run. I've run so broke the past ten years. Oh, dude. <laughs> that, yes. You sold your I, whole collection and then got it back and stuff. Yeah, I've done the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's awful, David, you but, similar? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I mean, I again. I've. I've. I've gotten rid of some shit that I really am. Uh, am depressed about. But you know, the one <laughs> thing that I kept for my 3ds that I was so proud of because I actually kept it. Um, I think I kept it even at a point where I didn't like, I might've like sold my original 3ds. Yeah. I had a copy. I don't know if y'all remember this. So there was a fire emblem that came out Mm -hmm. fire emblem fates. Yes. And it had two versions. 
Uh, and so you could buy, like, I think it was Conquest or what was the other one? Birthright. Birthright. <laughs> and if you bought the collector's edition, you could get Conquest and Birthright and the third act all on the same card. Oh, cartridge. shit. So I have the Fire Emblem Fates single cartridge. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm such a big uh, Fire Emblem Fates fan. I love yeah. it. And I know Awakening, yeah. that's like the greatest Fire Emblem game ever made, probably. I, but I have I, that one, too. Yeah. I still do like the Fates games a lot. Yeah. It's like Fire Emblem Gone Pokemon, where they were yeah, like absolutely. two different games. <laughs> Yeah, I man. might try one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm again on a big 3ds kick, dude. So. Uh, I, I mean, I recommend Awakening if yes. you don't want to go down the the huge rabbit hole of Fates. But yeah. okay, Fates um, is overwhelming even to some. Like I played, you know, I got in. I first got into Fire Emblem, on, you know, on the GBA, and yeah, was still like, how can I ever play this enough? Yeah, it's it's sure. weird. The 3DS was like one of uh, Nintendo's most underselling handhelds ever, which is crazy really? uh, long term. Yeah, but to me, it's like one of the best. Like the DS might be the best, but like the fact that it can play DS games exactly. to me That's just makes it a DS plus all this yeah. other yeah. great stuff. Absolutely. And then after a, a while. No, go ahead. Sorry, John. They just stopped like making the 3D a part of it. Yeah, so it was yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. all I was gonna say. Which was, which I think was great. I mean, I still yeah. like. God, I fucking look at Pokemon Sword sometimes, and I'm like, this sucks. Like, yeah. I mean, they. I know that they had like, you know, they were had already turned Pokemon 3D at that point, but like, I just like keep. Let's keep everything 2D. Oh mm-hmm. man, I mean, yeah, like I. I don't know. My favorite Pokemon game is Red and Blue, but my second favorite, very close, is X and Y. I love mm-hmm. X and Y. Wow, X and Y 3DS. is great. Yeah, I'm playing it right now. It is. Um, cool. It is like a, a a Pokemon game with a story, which is like really interesting. And it like, was so I, interesting, they had to backtrack. Right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, they, what do you mean by backtrack? Didn't. Didn't like X and Y and Sun and Moon, didn't they like, weren't they like, this is actually in an alternate universe? Oh, maybe. Like Sun and Moon, like I I bounced off that game because I felt like I was like, oh, we're in Hawaii now and there's nothing happening. Like that's like how, that was my feeling on it. But like X and Y has a weird story where that's like a giant man at one point in the game. Like it's it's like, it's like a really- rollerblading? Yeah, you rollerblade in it. (laughs) Big time. I, yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, 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 Pokemon, like Sun and Moon is what got me back into Pokemon. Oh, do you like that game? Uh, I I do. Oh, you like yeah. that game, dude? Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, interesting. How do you we hey, kick Moon, Tyler right? out of the... Hey, yeah. hey put me down. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, well, hey, tell me this. I've only played like four gyms of it. Does it like get... Or were you hooked well, by the beginning? I or? was... I, so I got hooked because the, I had I hadn't played Pokemon since Yellow, famously. Famously, um, famously. Our, our uh, use of famously on this show is famously yeah. very good. I had to throw it in there. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 Connor wants me to tell a story. So yeah, my my little brother. Um, I have it, we. There's a 20 year difference uh, between him and I. When Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, my my mom got him. 
Pokemon Moon. Mm. And she was like, oh, I accidentally picked up another copy. I I got Sun, you know. Maybe you could take it, you know, sort of thing. And it was like, okay, I like, I see what you're doing. Yeah. You want me to, you want, like, I have a 3DS. Like, I'm not, but I don't like Pokemon, Mom. I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm kind of an adult. I like Metal Gear Solid 3D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so I was like, okay, I'll be a good big brother because, you know, young guy, at the, young kid at the time. And I put it in and I just got obsessed. I like, I completed oh, awesome. that Pokedex. Awesome. I like. <laughs> awesome. You're standing, you're standing over your little brother like, fucking <laughs> come on. <laughs> trade me. Like, trade me. I'm a trade Don't me. you understand yeah. that, they, that they have to be traded to evolve? <laughs> Yeah, right. lazy. You want this later? You need to do this for me now. Um, <laughs> uh, That's good. But yeah, so uh, since then I've gone back and played a bunch of of Pokemon games. But I do uh, X and Y is cool. Didn't white and white and black come out this year? And again, I said it the way we were making fun of me for before mm-hmm. we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it didn't come out. Um, did it come out in, this year? No, I don't know. In twenty eleven, Bla- black and white two. Maybe it did. If uh, yeah, maybe it did. It looks like it did. Wow, uh, the second one, right? Like black and white two, because I know there was a right. black and white and then black and white two. Um, I think straight yeah. up Pokemon Black and White came out. Damn, because that's another oh, Pokemon game with a story, but I never played it, so I don't know. I went back and played a little bit of it. I heard it's uh, great. I heard like the whole. F- bit with that game is like isn't like the team rocket of the game trying to free pokemon because they're like yeah. bummed out that people keep that's a cool angle i remember thinking it that is was a cool good but I, I didn't have a ds at the time so i went back and ripped all those pokemon to put them in my pokemon bank um at one point i did that with did, x and y though i did i did wonder yeah. trading until i got every single pokemon and and i they would people were throwing out legendaries what's wrong with you oh it's so in a cool. wonder trade <laughs> Insane. so badass it's so fun. i have yeah and to, like i got really like when the pokemon home came out yeah i like i went back and like i was like hey do you did, like two like friends with pokemon games i was like could i have any of your pokies you know so, <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> do you care like do you just care if you just give them to me i want like two mewtwo's would be fun i don't right. know it's only the rest of the month i'm able to do this so if we, i could do <laughs> like you know soon that'd be great <laughs> I used to, um, like, when I would get a new, like, some of the new Pokemon that had, like, Wonder Trading in, I would, like, scroll through Twitch and see if any of the popular Twitch streamers were doing Wonder Trades. Oh, that's great. That's, that's good. And just, like, wind up with, like, a fucking stacked team, like, right at the beginning. Dude, yeah. I, I, I remember being so excited when I would get these starters for all the games. Like, oh, yeah. in my X and Y cart, I'd be like, fuck, I don't, I think this is a starter from like Ruby. I'd be like, so like psyched about that. Like, yeah. It, it, it was just like a, it was a brave new world for Pokemon back when X and Y came out because like that was the first time I think it was like a big internet. I, I don't know. Maybe Black and White had an internet wonder trading too but i can't remember i don't know i know x and y did and that to me felt like very unique and very it gave it a new element and it made me keep playing the game after i beat it like i Mm. kept playing that game for so long oh actually you know what black had i mean so black had the it was called the global trade station and i can't remember if you could do wonder trading through it but it was definitely like Kind of like that thing where that guy like starts with a clipboard, uh, a paperclip, and like ends up with a Ferrari or whatever yeah. that story goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
because like, yeah, you could like, especially if you put a starter up for trade, you could like slowly start to like, mm-hmm. it's like this gets you that and that gets you that. And then the next thing you know, absolutely you're rolling in. Well, we've been <laughs> podcasting for three and a half, four, maybe hours. Uh, we've got to stop at some point. I, I do feel like the year 2011 had more things that happened in it. I mean, the PS Vita released in Japan, for Christ's sake. But <laughs> we can't really talk about all that because we don't have all night. Mm. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, I love closing out the decades episodes with this one because... While this year wasn't as prolific maybe as 2001 or 1991, I feel I still feel like it had like a lot of merit and I feel like this mm. conversation was really great. So, I appreciate right. you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank, thank you for having us. And absolutely. and at this year, I'm going to I'm going to say it. Nut Hut was popping off. Yeah, Nut Hut <laughs> was was super in its groove, in its prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we go ahead and plug our asses off before we hit the road and let Connor go ahead and stream his little uh, Link game, Little Link's Awakening. <laughs> uh, Tyler Schmup, where can people That's find right. you? Uh, you can find me at schnup69 on Instagram <laughs> oh, and Twitter. Okay. I did, and uh, uh, you can listen to my podcast that I co-host with uh, a very funny Nick Costanza called Reactivators. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow that at on. Twitter and Instagram at reactivators. I did try to make my, uh, one of my nicknames, uh, Tyler Schmups and, uh, Nick won't do it. Oh, um, Nick, come on, Nick. That's like, the, that's it's, it was waiting there for us. Nick, sh- uh, 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 Ty- Tyler Schmup is easier than baby Tyler. I, I, think. I agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nick's a phony. Connor says, uh, follow. Uh, yeah, we have a Patreon for that show. Um, that is very fun. You can watch a stream on Mondays. You can listen to the stream on our Patreon. $5 once, no recurring payments. We'll have some merch eventually. We just had one, uh, a new show uh, uh, come out called Stario Chart, where we loosely thread together mm-hmm. uh, video games and astrology. Who that show is for, I have no idea, it's but it's a great very title, fun. though. The title is really great. Yeah. The, the, the concept of the show, the not my favorite, but I love the title. It's It's been very fun. We had Meredith Dillon on our first one, and she was I do she love was Meredith great. Dillon. She's great. She's great. Was she, now, David, Meredith Dillon, was she on your mess hall team no 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 she was on hmm. um god what was that team called? rat trap i'm trying to think of the names from that <laughs> this is it was the team with like mike christian and moni and oh them. that's right uh but uh it was a wine right it was like boat uh no, bordeaux no, that was that was one of my teams um but then bordeaux <laughs> i think you're thinking of bordeaux um, yeah was it what was there was that team not bordeaux no, that was that was that was that was uh that was my first run on Mess Hall. Um, your what was your next team called? That was called Perm and I Perm yeah, And I can't remember what I can't remember what Meredith's team was called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. With Lisa. Yeah. And they'd always go out together. I remember that until Lisa left. It was always yeah. those two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Wow, what a! I memory. can remember. I can. I think I can remember every single person on that team, and I cannot remember their name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Anyway, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Well, David, why don't you go ahead and plug? What do you What do you got going on? Um. Yeah, I'd like to. Oh, yeah, I'll plug. Uh, it's uh, David La Soul on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and uh, I'd like to plug. Um, 
on my Twitter, I've been posting a lot of um, clips from the uh, the Barack Obama Bruce Springsteen podcast lately. <laughs> um, so yes, just check right. that out because uh, yeah. I think those guys are really good. Um, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. So yeah, 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 for um, sure, for yeah, sure. But but don't don't listen to the actual Spotify podcast. Listen mm-hmm. to the clips on my feed because I think they give you a little <laughs> bit more insight into what these guys are up to. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow this show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more of it and you want to pay for that content. And boy, I know we got a lot of rich listeners out there who want to throw money down for more content. Uh, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash super MPC radio. It's not like the reactivators Patreon where you pay once you got to pay a lot. You got to pay like every <laughs> month and you got to pay more and more all the time. Yeah. It's like a Netflix. Subs- it's like a Netflix subscription cost to just hear us talk about Zelda. But boy, oh boy, is it funny? And is no it? swag. And no swag. <laughs> no swag. The swag you get is you get shouted out on this show. Uh, uh, sometimes, uh, if I remember, and um, uh, and we love our Patreon, uh, our Patreon subscribers over there. Um, also, uh, please uh, check out uh, Cons is cool sixty nine on Twitch. He uh, Connor McCabe uh, graciously uh, texts this show and uh, does so every single week. It's a, it's a huge uh, means a lot to me. Um, the guy has a computer that can do Twitch real good and, uh, my computer does Twitch real bad. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's a, re- that's a real nice thing that he's doing. He's taking time out of his Friday night, every, every, every Friday to, to do this. So, uh, and you can also follow him on Twitter at Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, immediately after this, he will be uh, streaming Link's Awakening, so stay tuned for that. Also, uh, oh yeah, RIP uh, DMX. RIP oh, DMX. Yeah. RIP DMX. DMX. Uh, huge shock, uh, shock waves uh, all over town today. Uh, huge bummer. Um, man, uh, let's. Why don't we close out with our favorite DMX memory? Uh, uh, David, why don't you why don't you kick it kick it off? Um, <laughs> favorite DMX. Well, I mean, I, God, I don't even know if I can say this. <laughs> I, what I want to say on the podcast is <laughs> is I don't even know how. Uh, but the hearing the song "What They Want from Us" for the first, what they really want from mm-hmm. us, the first time, and the third verse just being him naming different women. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, like, yeah. I can't explain to somebody. I like I can't explain to somebody how fucking like how electric this guy was. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, he you know, and going attending basketball camps. Uh, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands and just like playing, like being out in the hot summer sun and playing basketball while DMX was blasting was like, you know, that, that guy was the soundtrack to a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Tyler, you got any, uh, you know, no pressure if you don't, you know, he, yeah, the ones I want to say are like, maybe I shouldn't say them recorded. (laughs) 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 Um, he, 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 he made fun of Lil B one time, and and I liked that video. It was very funny. <laughs> yeah, um, my one of my favorite memories uh, is uh, trying to trying to shoehorn in uh, X uh, X gonna give it to you into uh, a lot of my early podcast days. Just trying to shoehorn in playing the song like at the end of podcasts or like in the yeah. middle of podcasts, <laughs> like just because uh, it was so fun and uh, and, and and yeah. And for those of you saying stick to video games, 
DMX was a character <laughs> in Def Jam Vendetta. There you That's go. Right. There That's you right. go. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Video Games, a comedy show. We'll see you next week.